Blog Talk Radio. Hello there, this is the Aerial Assassin, Will Ospreay, coming from you live from the Tokyo Dome in Japan, and you are listening to WrestleCast Radio. Hope you guys are having a good day. God bless. Mr. Young, I'd like to get a training update from you. Life coach, training has been great. I ran five miles today. As your life coach, I don't allow you to run. But coach, I got to get my cardio in. What am I supposed to do? Walk, walk, walk. Walk briskly. Walk briskly? So you don't want me to ever run? Maybe, just maybe if you miss the bus. I stopped running in 1978. (laughs) Wow, that was way before I was born, but... I've got your car keys here. And it's going to take you eight hours to walk to the next town. Eight hours? Coach... Why are you... Hey, dig deep. If you get there too fast, I'll know you ran. I'm here to set the record straight today. I want to tell everybody in WCW why I was called terrorizing. I was brought here as a boy from France to be educated in the best schools in the United States. And I got the name by beating up all the American punks in the schools. I was given the nickname terrorizing. Well, now I am no longer a boy. I am Jean-Paul Levesque the greatest professional wrestler in the world today. Remember the name, Jean-Paul Levesque. There's a lot of things going on in the World Wrestling Federation right now. And yes, the Red Rooster wants to get his claw right in the middle of it and stir it up a little bit. A lot of people have been saying, what's been going on, Rooster? Well, everything's going on. The World Wrestling Federation is number one. And yes, the Red Rooster's trying to claw his way to the top of this federation. There's a lot of great talent around here, and I'll tell you why. Because the fans are the greatest. I thank each and every one of you Rooster Boosters, because with your support and my Rooster Wing Hold, I don't feel like there's a guy here that I can't beat. Yukon John Nord, his partner Scott Norton, and I'll tell you what, Yukon, you made quick work on a big spike. Hey, listen up! My partner, Scott Norton, I'm going to tell you a story. We was up in the Yukon, we got up early one morning, and we was chopping trees and chopping wood, and Big Scott had got to the lumber shack before us. And everybody knows what lumberjacks eat. They eat a lot of pancakes. My name is Thurman Plug, but my friends, they call me Sparky. You call me Sparky, too. I never really worked with Hulk Hogan that much. I don't know him that well. I know you guys did in WCW. What can you tell me about the Hulk? You mean personally? Yeah, personally. Well, Mick, I didn't date him. I don't know anything about personally, but... I'm in control here. And you're going to give me what I want. You know what it is. Give me what I want. You know what I want. I've been asking for it for years. You're going to give me what I want, or I'm going to continue to hurt people you love. Give me what I want. Give me what I want. Ladies and gentlemen, Randy Bryant. The last two long years is finally over. It's been a long, long wait. You're going down this time, Bill. You're going down. We'll be back.
another Friday night of WrestleCast Radio. The theme song, Alex, of the 2019 PWI number one wrestler in the world, right? Ketsumihara. Uh, one would think he would be number one, or maybe even number one. But uh, we'll, we'll get into <laughs> who apparently is the elected number one. Uh, and that's, what, 22 or 25, whatever ridiculous ranking uh, Kento Miyahara was uh, during uh, the PWI, uh, you know, five top 500 wrestlers, um, which we'll get into what Pete Dunn has to say about the whole situation, which his ranking is crazy. And we'll go over the rankings, which... I don't know if, uh, you know, the, the same investors, Ryan, uh, with the PWI uh, are the same ones that are possibly with Fight TV and Progress or anything. Just seems like Connecticut is kind of going on a uh, on a crazy uh, spending spree. You know, I okay, so I didn't realize that the, that the top 100 was released. I didn't know this was a thing. Um, so... All right, so obviously, guys, we're going to preview All Out. We're going to preview Royal Quest. We're going to preview TakeOver Cardiff, um, the three big shows tomorrow. And we're also going to talk yeah. Dragon Gate, Dangerous Gate, which was one of the – and this has kind of been the consensus from things I've read, too, so I don't feel as goofy saying this. But this was one of the oddest Dragon Gate shows, and I say that in terms of how the company usually runs their shows because there was just so much – it just it didn't feel like Dragon Gate. It felt like a really fun like because Noah they were show beating the living hell out of each other. It was just <laughs> yeah. strike a palooza. It was like, hey, uh, Moxley's not going to be a part of uh, you know Bloodsport two this year. Just in a few weeks, eh, we'll just you know do it all for Josh Barnett, just right here in, <laughs> in Dragon Gate. Because sometimes it felt like a heavy uh, you know MMA. You know, you could say even with the main events, you know, with Ben K and Yamato. But but for me, the biggest aspect of, hey, we're just going to beat the crap out of each other was one of the, if not the, nah, I would say the co-main event was the match of the night. But it oh, yeah. to another tag match, Naruki Doi, Kaito Ishida, taking on Masaki uh, Mokuzuki and Kaisuke Okuda, which was just a, a brawl and, and ground submission. <laughs> and it was beautiful. It was, it was. It reminded me of the main events from the last show with Ben K and uh, Skywalker taking on um, what was it, Jason Lee and uh, and Yamato or whoever Yamato teamed up with. But oh yeah, it was it, uh, Jason Lee and or no, it was, it was, it was. Are you, you're talking about that three way tag right with uh, Kai and Yamato, Naruki Doi yes. and Kaito Ishida, or uh, Naruki Doi, Kaito Ishida, and then uh, Big E. Uh, Big Ben and uh, no, that, ben, well, Big R that was a good one. No, but the main event with the last show there. Oh, um, are you ben talking K about the, Skywalker the, the tag match? Oh yeah, 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 against Yamato and Kai. Yes, yes, yes. I'm Kai. I thank you. Where Yamato? Where they? It was just like, like the crowd was just like, ooh, ha! What are we watching here? You know, with, with all these crazy, you know, elbow strikes and and punches, it, it just seemed. You know, like the opposition, it was a New Japan, a very <clears throat> strong style media, if you will. Um, you know, where, where Dragon Gate really isn't, you know, into that aspect. So uh, it, was, it was interesting to to say the least, though. That's for sure. Yeah, this this show was awesome. So I can't wait to talk this. Also, do want to talk. It, it, it's either going to be this week or next show. But judging from the text that I got. Um, Ooh. Jen's already throwing me off my game. I can see her just staring at me already, making mouth gestures to my microphone. Um, yeah, don't don't ask me. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. Um, uh, now she's closing the door. 
and she's telling Uh-oh. me that, yeah. Good night, Jen. Go have fun. Um, night, Jen. Seth, but, uh, I mean, she's going to go think about number one, so. Yeah, how she's not number one in his heart because he's marrying someone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, but did you watch that Okabayashi Takuya Nomura match? I, I'm watching a little bit. I paused it. I have probably about eight minutes left. How okay. does Takuya Nomura, by the way, I should rephrase this. How many Okabayashi chops do you think you could physically take, Ryan? Uh, over under over under five throughout a match. Um, well, I probably wouldn't want more than one. I mean, I maybe I could maybe I'd take five. I don't know. Like, and and when when no more is just like, all right, come on, bitch, is that all you got? <laughs> yeah. And then he just hit him to the point that he just couldn't no sell it anymore. Like he started drooling. <laughs> Like, oh my god, you're joking, my ass. So, we may get into that, folks, if we do have, um, if if Alex finishes it. Otherwise, I want him to make sure he actually sees it. This thing, guys, match of the year contender, hands down. Holy crap, I was blown away with how good this was. I, I mean, minus, very little of mm-hmm. no, I was about to say, minus the bruteness of these two, it reminds me of the Nomura Kento uh, Miyahara match mm-hmm. from All Japan. Not, I'm saying because Nomura, again, they do look like they could be brothers. And Bayashi has dipped his, you know, toes in all Japan. But I'm just like, wow, this guy is, you know, going against their, you know, these companies' aces, even though I'm sure Daisuke Sakamoto would probably disagree with that with Okabayashi. <laughs> but, um, you know, these Nomura kids are, are going toe to toe with these guys. Where you would think, you look at it, you look at him and you're like, oh, this is going to be a squash. This is like a 30 minute match. You know, so it's just like these guys are taking the challenge and going, you know, uh, chop to chop or lightning, you know, knee to lightning knee where it's just like, holy crap. But these are definitely uh, stages for both of uh, both Nomura's in all in big Japan wrestling where you're just like, holy crap. These are the guys I got to watch out for. Well, and, and here's what's crazy, too, is Takuya Nomura made his in-ring debut, I think, July of 2016. Okay. I mean, so he is very young. He is their he's their next guy. I think is how they're gonna book him, because um, he just you know it's one of those things where you see some of these young guys and you just kind of go, "Yep, that dude's gonna be a big deal," and you, you could just tell it in every everything I've seen of Takuya uh, Nomura. Haven't seen a ton. Did see a little bit, you know, when I was in Tokyo and stuff, and that was kind of what really stood him out to me. Um, but there's there's just a lot of a lot of positive with the, with this kid and you know if if you look at you look at Noah with Kaido Kiyomiya who ironically he tagged with um, Kaido Kiyomiya in a tournament in 2017 um, you look at uh, you look over with zero one with Toa Iwasaki who's their 21 year old little phenom he actually wrestled uh my guy yuji hino in the fire festival 2019 finals which is zero one's kind of g1 style tournament so iwasaki's you know he had a great match with yuji hino another one i recommend to watch but if i was only going to throw one it was that um and and we know the rest of the things you know we we know what they're doing with narian amora we know what they're doing with ben k and shun skywalker you know but man takuya namora Yuji Okabayashi made him a star in this match. 
and he stood up and did everything he could to to fight with him. It was oh, it's so good. I can't wait for you to finish it. it yeah, is, it I'm. Is up. I've been. I'm definitely intrigued to see how. Uh, again, how many damn takes can <laughs> can you get? Uh, chops and and superplexes, and of course, don't forget the uh, the power bombs from the big Oka. Uh, which I'm I'm intrigued to see where where his name will be kind of on this uh, PWI. Hopefully, he's got to be in the top 100, right, Ryan? I would hope so, man. So, we'll, we'll, why don't, we'll save that talk for, for next week. Next week, too, if you do get a chance, um, I did it from the 23rd and 24th. I watched uh, GCW's Worst Behavior, which it's only six matches. They're both hour and 40-minute shows. They're very easy oh. watches. Um, lowest rated on the, on the Worst Behavior was a three-and-a-quarter match. Um, and I had a four and a quarter on that too. So it was, it was all right down the middle, but then Alex, uh, the next night the GCW's new face of war, once again, three and a quarter was my lowest, but <laughs> I mean, six matches again, my, my ratings went three and a quarter, three and a half. I had a four, two, four and a quarters and a four and three quarters. I, I couldn't believe how Man. It's, it's one of those things we say with, we say this with DDT and in America, we say it with game changer wrestling. It just, it doesn't stop. I mean, but the, the number the, the the tag title match with Los Masios and the which is a sequel pay of all people and Mato Extremo took on <laughs> the hate trash disaster Marcus Crane and Schlack. I have my rating on it is four and three quarters with three question marks. And that and I that was the one I was because you were like, like where's El Schlacko? <laughs> yeah, where's this big mask? I mean, to, to where's the fireworks to go in the opposite way? <laughs> Shooting guys in the face, it um, it it, it felt like watching Takeda Kodoka from last year, where oh. I'm just like, this is incredible, and it's it's just it's such a different form of incredible. Like, am I overrating it? Am I underrating it? Like, did, I I just I had never seen anything like it, and I was like, well, I'm gonna just put question marks after the rating, and then I'm gonna tweet about it. And you know, I I obviously didn't wasn't the only one with with the uh, responses we got. I cannot wait. But it was, you yeah, know what was I can wait on, Ryan? Um, Ray Mysterio Jr. ranked higher than uh, Okabayashi. Oh, my God. Okay, so let's get into this here. Let's just wait, start wait, with this wait. to get this out of the way. Ray Mysterio ranked higher than Pete Dunne. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm going to scroll to the bottom. Now, for everybody who doesn't, doesn't know about this, the PWI 500, it's, it's been one of the things that – you know, wrestling fans have considered one of the holy grails and things. You know, if you're in the PWI 500, Ooh. man, you are, you did something special. Like, when Okada made it, I was like, hell yeah, this is what I'm talking about. Okada deserves it, blah, blah, blah. But then this year's came out. Now, now for those that don't know, the, the, critic, the criteria for the PWI 500, in order of importance, by the way, in order of yes. importance are as follows. Win-loss record, technical <laughs> ability, influence on the sport, Success against the highest grade of competition. Success against the most diverse competition. And then activity. What does activity mean there, sir? uh, Well, then that means Will Ospreay should be number one. Ah, (laughs) So, like, amount of matches. Which you did tweet at Seth Rollins, like, hey, I've worked a lot just as much as you. Yeah, there, there's actually a thing. If you if you look on Grapple, um, in 2019, he's actually worked more televised matches with Seth Rollins wow. being on two weekly TV shows a week. And his Good match job, quality is higher rated. And he was in the Super Juniors. 
you know. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Gosh, yeah. Yep. So if he's rest, had more activity, um, he's he's causing a lot of like buzz around wrestling. I mean, Randy Orton tweets at him. Seth Rollins tweeted at him. But then on top of it, um, he won the J or he won the 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 J Cup or the the Super Juniors, uh, beating Shingo, who was unbeaten. Um, he also got big wins and some scalps in the G1. Um, yes. He's won a title. Um, he won another title at Wrestle Kingdom, and he's a better wrestler than Seth Rollins. So how is he not number one then? Because his criteria is better than Seth Rollins. Shingo Takagi, 67, by the way. So Zack Ryder is 100. 100. How is he I, I, over Okabayashi? Is Yuji Okabayashi not in the top 100? He's not in the top 100 at all. <laughs> but Jeff Hardy is? Jeff Hardy is. Jeff Hardy is rated better than Tomohiro Ishii. I'm pretty damn sure Ishii has worked, has has uh, has had way more activity than Jeff How Hardy over the span Ishii of this year. 73rd? I love how it's him and Cesaro, because like back to back. Because I mean, they are the same person, just different countries. <laughs> so okay, when do you remember? Um, can you can you tell me if you remember when the the twenty four seven title was debuted? I want to say it was uh, after Mania, so at least after April, Aprilish okay. May. So how is R Truth ahead of Dragon Lee and Kaito Kiyomiya and Pac and Shingo? And 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 Tomohiro <laughs> How is Eric Rowan? Because we can call him that now. Because apparently the Eric is back. Uh, rated higher than David Starr, wasn't he? Just like out for half of this yearly criteria. I'm sure his activity wasn't as much as David Starr, and his win loss record. Because David Starr is one of the hottest independent wrestlers in all of the world. He's literally wrestling probably on every continent sans Antarctica um, within this past year. Technical ability. Hello, Mr. Independent. The influence on the sport. He took out Radio Honor. He took out Sinclair Broadcasting. Call him on their BS about promoting a Ring of Honor championship match in Israel. He called out, you know, their uh, Ring of Honor and Japan over the Madison Square Garden stuff. Progress, he called out after winning the uh, best or the Super Style tournament 16 this year. Talk trash about them because they were selling out to the WWE, which we all know now. Superman is heading to or already working for NXT UK. So he, I would say, has had a huge major influence on the sport. Uh, success against the highest grade of competition. Uh, just see Walter Ilya Dragunov, Super Strong Style 16 tournament. Success against the most diverse competition. Be, beyond wrestling. So again, how the hell is David Starr 99 when he's not in the damn top 10? Um, just so you're uh, just so you're aware, I have to be at 645 in the morning and I'm now pouring my first shot of Sambuca um, after reading this list. Um, thank you, PWI. You're going to make me really tired in the morning. Hope my sleep machine is clean. Um, if, if they would have had Eric... Can we swear because we're late night? Is that yeah. cool? If we would have had Eric, Eric fucking Rowan ahead of Zeus or Suwama, I might have ended this broadcast. Can, can you tell me? There was only one me, down. 
Can you tell me one match that Eric Rowan had that was as good as Zeus had twice this year with Miyahara or with Yuji Okabayashi? No. Has is Eric Rowan ever wrestled enough matches combined in his life to have anything close to what the, what Zeus did in those three matches combined? And I'm no, saying that against I the guy who's from Minnesota. I guarantee Rowan had wrestled as a match as Zeus and Suwama did in the Champions Carnival. <laughs> this this is a joke. And here's the worst part for the for me on this people is this list goes from July to June. So if you want to take away the G1, fine. I'll let you take that away from me. But then that's also saying you got to give me Tomohiro Ishii versus Kenny Omega last year, and you're going to put him at 73? Are you kidding me? Um, Has apparently the the people at the PWI um, only having him ranked 57 behind R-Truth obviously didn't watch any of the Dragon Lee and Hiromu Takahashi trilogies. No. No, they did not. Okay. Which, shame uh, on you. I mean, uh, Roger Strong, Bandito. How is Austin Theory better than Zeus? Well, because now he's got that e-pocket money. You know, he did get that picture with Levesque. So, no, he's big-timing <laughs> us now. Can you, can you answer this but question? But that was in June. That was after June. Oh, so it shouldn't count. Come on, PWI, you guys are slipping on your pimp in here. Can you tell me how the Usos... See, I, I, I don't even want to say that. I, I don't even want to hate on that, because I'll take it. I, I'm going to stop on that one. Yeah, but, but, but just single you, or tag teams, because I noticed the Usos are back-to-back. The Jackson brothers are back-to-back. Um, I thought I saw another tag team where I'm just like, why even have that if they're more known for their team abilities or single? Activities. Yeah, apparently Dash Wilder is better than Scott Dawson. So maybe it's because Dawson was out a little bit last year. You know, we actually count that one. The activity. Like, I don't, like, uh, look, we, we've, been, we've been saying that we're at the point with we watch so much wrestling now that if we don't have anything nice to say about WWE, we're just not going to talk about it because we have so much other stuff that we watch. Like, I, mean, I forgot, we still got Stardom. You know, Stardom's had a few days of their tournament. Yeah. We'll still have to talk about that at some point. You can comfortably tell me that Jeff Hardy is better than Kaito Kiyomiya, the GHC Global Honored Crown Heavyweight World Champion, who's <laughs> defeated Kano, Masakita Mia, he's defeated Takashi Segura. I mean, he's a world champion, and he's behind Cedric Alexander, who is a janitor. <laughs> you, you, yeah, but he watched that generic show. Come on. I, how is Robert Roode ahead of Pete Dunne? I saw that the other morning, and I almost threw up. And, like, I don't even hate Robert Roode, but... It's not oh. two years uh-huh. ago, Robert Roode, where you could say, yeah, he deserves to be on this list. XT or even a little after, maybe six months after he came up to the main roster. But, I mean, running around... Handsomely with that mustache, I might add. Just running around chasing a 24-7 title are now the Raw Tag Team Championships, which is like, what? Throw? Or is it SmackDown? I forget, because there might be another draft uh, rumor and innuendo, but it just, I, I have no idea. Robert Roode, was he at any paper within the last six months? I don't 
remember. He I mean, might have this... ran around for the the, the twenty four seven. Marty Squirrel at fifty two. He's done a few things. You know, he's been building villain uh, enterprises and whatnot. But Pac, who's been the leader of R.E.D., who was undefeated for a hell of a... He hasn't taken a fall since 2017. Like... September of 2017. And he's 66. Rusev, who who hasn't done anything within the past year. Brock Cage, hey, I agree. Impact championships. Warrior wrestling matches. You know, uh, stem cells out in Columbia. You know, all that fun stuff. So, you know, he's, he's having a pretty big year, even though stem cell thing was after June, I think. But you got Dad, you know, Minoru Suzuki at 47. Nick Aldis, who, you know, yeah, depending on the criteria, he had all all in last year, which was a pretty good match with Cody. And what, maybe a few NWA bouts? You know, one including Marty Spurl, which I did watch the back half of that, which, you know, finishing sequences, but... How is Pop not the top, I don't know, 10? With, again, just being undefeated for that yearly criteria. Uh, should we go over the top 10 really quick? I, I, got a, I got a couple things that I really, I, I got to get off my chest. Then we'll go over that top 10. I just now saw this. Ken's going to be a hard. Was this 24? Yeah, I don't, I like, don't, yeah, that's ridiculous. How is Kota Ibushi 17? How can you tell me how Walter is 14? 14. When he had matches against Osprey, Bates, uh, pretty much everyone in the Brit wrestling community within this past year, Luchadors, A Wolf, A Kids, whatever you want to say with the letter A. And he's had top notch four and a half stars, uh, I, I would say more than, than Roman Reigns has had over the last year, uh, including, you know, with the fortunate battle with leukemia but Kento Miyahara and and well, Kota Bushi and Walter easily should be swapping that number seven spot with Roman Reigns who okay now I may be just crazy with with my my timeline here well no I guess I was gonna I was gonna say didn't Ciampa lose the title in like November but he went out after the year was over so never mind ignore that yeah um. Holy crap! How? Here's another one for you. Um, who was the guy that finished pretty damn high? You know, and this if this is a shoot, if this is a kayfabe list, how do they not have Jericho on here? <laughs> wow, he changed the landscape of wrestling, which is still waiting for his uh, his thank you. Do you no, no, you may not. You know, this is kind of very vague off the top of the head. I probably wouldn't get this off the top of my head. But can you remember um, one of the guys last year that finished about seventh in our top ten, and we said this dude has done more in 2018 to change the landscape of fixing companies by bringing him and his group in um, to the point that everywhere he goes, their ratings go up, their tickets go up. Um, and he... He's really cool with me. He knows me every time I see him. Um, do you remember who I'm talking about? Help me, brother. Uh, is, is it one uh, capital C for Shima? Yeah, he's not in the top 100. Nope. How? And the he hell? developed a company within his past year with OWE and brought in some pretty legit talent with Lindemann and Seahawk with. Them. He he. He saved Wrestle One. 
he made he he rebounded Jiro Eichmann Kuroshio's career, which made me happy as an Eichmann fan. Um, he he went to DDT, brought their biggest numbers they had. They went to All Elite Wrestling. They started OWE, and this guy's not even in the top one hundred. Are you kidding me? Can, can anyone tell me? Can anyone tell me where where Daisuke Sasaki? Or Kanosuke Takashita are? I was wondering where Daisuke Sasaki was. Uh, because, of course, we have... Uh, I'm just looking at this list. It's just Like you said, R-Truth at 56. Kushida, when he's busy putting up the ring at 77. Terafuji at 78. Which, come on, really? I mean, who would we take off this list? Would you take Drew Gulak off the list? I see. I don't. I don't hate that one because he was active every week on TV. Taichi. Like, uh, ooh, he had a TV. He had a title reign. He had some good. Matches yeah, but did he have a better? Okay. okay. Uh, Eric Cohen. We already agreed he off. Like I would take off seventy-five percent of this list for Shima. To be honest with you, I would have T Hawk on this list. Here's the guy yeah. that that I that I kind of got you a little bit into near the end of the year. But if we're talking that this is kayfabe wins and losses and accomplishments, the guy was a world champion for six months. Where in the hell is Shotaro Ashino on? Shotaro, yeah. I mean, and, and if you Ooh. want to say, well, the reason the reason Al, Nick Aldis made it is because, you know, he looks like a champion. He looks good in a suit. Tell me one son of a bitch that looked better than Shotaro Ashino in a suit. <laughs> like, get the hell out of here. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's... It's, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at something here. So, um, let's go. Okay, so the list goes from July until June, right? Yep. So June seventeenth until April eighth, Sami Zayn didn't wrestle one match. How is he ahead of Tomohiro Ishii? Or anyone that he's ahead? Where Where is he? He's oh, 70. 70. How is it? I mean, DCO is getting his eye, you know, surgically put back in. Get well soon, sir. Um, but he's also diving in Madison Square Garden. He's also getting powerbombed outside of the ring. He's winning trios belts. He's, you know, making a big impact with Ring of Honor as well as YouTube. But yet Sami Zayn is ahead of him one spot. Ahead of Ichi, which is ridiculous. Kushida, which let's be real, again, Kata's last match alone should have skyrocketed him, you know, I don't know, the 40th position, you know, the match before he left for setting up rings. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, how is he ahead of Kyle O'Reilly? Yeah. That guy has a more swagger than uh, than Zane has bounce in his step. What here's, the hell is this list? Here's, um, I had two more. I wanted to I wanted to go over with you are th- three more. They're all kind of tied together that even if you don't want to put them top 50, whatever, but how are they not on this list? Who right now, if, if you were putting together your list, who would be – who's your front runner right now for breakout star of 2019 of, you know, with our list of guys that we develop and learn over the course of the year and suddenly just take off and we're like, that guy's going to be a huge thing. Who's somebody that comes to mind? As as potentially the front runner for that right now, 
after one match, Alex Zane. Um, oh, yeah, that's tight as shit, too. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's tough because it's just I got, like I got everyone doesn't seem like all the hat anymore for me. Ben ACCH? Oh, Ben K. Where's Ben K? You want to talk about arguably the second biggest douchebag heel in pro wrestling? And he's been the leader of Pac's faction. Yeah. This is the leader of Red. Where's Ata? I was about to say Ata, which we'll get to in a second how big of a scumbag he is. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, where's where's Ata? Hell, I would put Cyberkong yeah. in there because of what he's done with various other promotions, but of course what he's been doing with R.E.D. Uh, you know, in Dragon Gate there. And here's here's one last one. When when you want to talk about uh, when you you know if they want to talk about pure wrestling, like technical wrestling, influence on the sport with what he's done for his company over a better part of a decade plus. He has a fantastic win loss record, and he wrestles almost every show. And and this is a guy who low key might be one of the most underrated wrestlers in the world. I forgot about him until recently. And in one match, he went, "Where the hell has this been? This guy been in my life? Where is Susumu Yokosuka?" Oh shit! Uh, wow, I thought you were gonna say, "Where's uh, Baron Corbin?" Then I saw his name. Oh, he's um, like thirty-two. And then our thirty. I, and then I have one last one for you. Okay. Who was my who was my number two wrestler of the year last year? Um, a kid. Oh, he was he was in there. Where where is the guy who changed the landscape of the entire sport with one match and made it suddenly relevant? Where you could argue the third biggest promotion in America might be becoming a deathmatch promotion. Where is Masashi Takeda? Yeah. He's not even in the top 100. That dude changed the landscape of pro wrestling last year. Any, you go on any, like, insider, like, you know, a place like us where we do our own list, Takeda's finishing top three in everybody's list for 2018. Hello, this list consists of half of that year. And then he was the Big Japan Deathmatch champion for part of this year. He's been the Freedoms champion, Jun Kasai's company, for part of the year. How is that didn't guy not? He, yeah, didn't he have a pretty big match too uh, during Mania Weekend again? Yeah, well, he worked. He uh, he did Bloodsport against Jonathan Gresham, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, and he did some other indies. I mean, it just like come on, man. I don't get Jeez. it. I don't get it. Like, if you want to make a real list, like this, this honestly makes me want to make our own top one hundred. Like, I think we need to, like, figure out a time where we could sit down and just do a private blog talk in the next couple <laughs> weeks here. Right? Come up with our own top 100 of July to June and just compare what we think to this. this. I mean, let's let's do it. Let's look at the top 10. You you wanted to go to this, and I, I just had I, to rant. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that rant. You know what else I'm going to rant about? How we didn't see this uh, since, you know. We're not at StarCast or All Out this year, um, as we were last year at All In. Next Saturday, Ryan, at Villa Park, GCW, NGI3, Thy Kingdom Come, with Big Japan Deathmatch Champion and King of Freedoms Champion, Masashi Takeda, as entry number one. What? In Chicago. Six-hour drive from your house. 
shoot Villa Park. We have, we have to go. Masashi Takeda in Villa Park. We gotta go. Illinois. <laughs> oh my god. We might have to go. How insane is that? You just and then there's another. Sh- is there's also that two two girls one cup show or whatever they're doing. I can't remember I'm what it's called. That, man. No, it's <laughs> two <laughs> two cup stuff. Two cups. <laughs> gamma gamma. Hey. <laughs> two cups. That's what it is. Um, that's in Chicago too. That's uh the game changer black label pro show. That one actually was today. Um, but that was gonna have I believe it was Rich Swan versus Tony Deppin. Oh gosh! Shout out to Deppin. Two Depp. Yeah, I think the show's actually going live right now. It's like an eleven o'clock start time in Chicago. Really? Yeah, it's at Hoffman Estates. Oh, that's right where we're at. Yep, live right now. Two cups, one stuffed. Um, it started at eleven o'clock. Um, so it's Eric Stevens and Tom Lawler versus Violence Forever, a six-man Lucha All-Star, Nick Cage, Nick Gage versus Effie, Jerry Lawler versus Mance Warner, Orange Cassidy versus Gangrel, and then there was another one. What? Cassidy versus Gangrel? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Hoffman Estates. Damn. All right. So let's look at this. I, I say we, should, we look at this top ten. And we should just give it a, do they belong in the top ten or not? Obviously, Will Ospreay is a yay for me, right? Yes. Top one, um, two. I think Tanahashi definitely deserves to be on. G1. Won the G1. Yep, and he yep. won at Wrestle King. Yep. Um, Kenny Omega was champ for, he, I mean, he dethroned Okada. That's pretty big. Did it happen uh, during that time frame? That was June of last year. Oh, okay, okay, quack, quack. As Booker T would say, it did not. I don't know if I put Kenny all the way up there. And you said he had a lackluster title run. Yeah, I mean, his best matches were were with Ishii. Were tag matches. Yeah, and then, yeah. Cause Him and Abushi uh, against uh, Okada and Ishii. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of the, the goal. It was the it was all the stuff building to AEW. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I put him in there. I, I mean, I'm definitely top twenty, but I mean, guys... him and him and Ishii, night fourteen. <laughs> yeah, that, that might alone <laughs> might put him on the list. That's is true. he over? Is he over uh, the next one, number seven, Roman Reigns? Yes, I don't Roman think he Reigns... belongs in. No, in nothing against Roman Reigns. He he did beat Lesnar, but he was sick half the year. Yeah, he was and, gone. You know, that's not trying to knock him, but you weren't active. This list has active. And it has win losses, and we're losing a bunch of matches too. So yeah. no, Roman Reigns is not on there. But you should have lost Mania. I'll take yeah. Johnny Gargano. That's fine. He was champ. He had a great run. He, had he beat Champa during that run or during that time frame. You know, he beat the enemy, got the got the strap, if you will. So yeah, I would say yes. Uh, what about number five? Kazuchika Okada. Der. Um, I'm gonna say no. New Day, I mean, was, he's a tag champ, I'm sure, for, I don't know, they probably dropped it three or four times within the past year. Or before, we should say what, before March, you know, before he uh, entered the singles WrestleMania, you know, type of uh, program there. Uh, otherwise, he was tag team wrestling for majority of that and the half. You know, he, he gets his big mania moments, which is awesome. 
But yeah. then he goes into feuds that are just kind of eh. You know, you had the Kevin Owens, you know, face turn, heel turn, face turn. But, you know, you had the mini feud, literal mini feud with Kofi Kingston. Um, put on okay matches, but nothing I would say top ten. I would say Jay White would would overleap him. Walter would overleap him. Wow, Cody Rhodes is 15. Um, Obushi, I think, would overleap him. So, no. No yeah, I would I wouldn't put him anywhere near there. Um at Fastlane he lost in a um he lost to the the to the barn. So no, I I can't, I don't put him there. And um, then he the loses the brand at Chamber, right? Yep, he, he lost and that was because he was a fill-in. Um yep. he got beat in the Royal Rumble, didn't do anything. Maybe he did his normal spot, but that's really about it. Um I'm going through the WWE Network chronological order. Um, TLC pay-per-view um, um, He lost to the bar And the Usos in a three-way tag match So um, he's not winning on big shows um, Did he wrestle on Starcade? Yep, he lost to the bar again <laughs> Survivor Series This guy's your number four wrestler in the world Ladies and gentlemen uh, Survivor Series Um uh, he was booked in a 10-on-10 elimination tag match. He wasn't the sole survivor either. Um, he actually they went out pretty early, it looked like. Um, so he's lost every pay-per-view. I'm not sure if that means anything. Well, check the, the last big one. You said Survivor Series, so what should we check? Uh, SummerSlam of 2018. That's in the time frame there. Um, he, he lost at Crown Jewel. Not wrestle. He's <laughs> okay, not wrestle so he at SummerSlam. He's in the corner of Biggie and Xavier Woods when they defeated the Bludgeon Brothers. So I guess the Rowan deserves that seventy-three spot. Losing um, at SummerSlam. They, they beat the bar at um, uh, Super Showdown, so he actually was oh, booked man. in that one. Um, he beat uh, Rusev Day in a pre-show match with Wood, like. How the hell is he number four when he doesn't do anything but lose prelim tags? What was a bigger media moment? Kofi winning the strap or Becky Lynch winning the strap? Even um, though they're both mediocre, but I, not I the guess, wrestlers, the matches, and the impact. Um, I would say Kofi for the fact that I, I kind of knew they were going to do it, but I wasn't 100. Sanity at, T, at TLC defeated the New Day. He was pinned by Alexander Wolf. But that's your number four wrestler. Um, Imperium. Or no, excuse me. That was Extreme Rules. My bad. Um, and that was that's everything. That's all he did. That's the whole. So that's his 2018 to 2019. Um I think I think the Kofi thing because as much as I kind of expected it, it wasn't a guarantee. Whereas I I was positive Becky was going to win. They weren't going to do it if they weren't going to have her win. They just screwed up the finish and made it look terrible. Yeah. Um. I think what's more shocking is that you didn't even bat an eye or question when I said no to Okada in the top ten. You didn't say no. Yeah, I said no. Well, how did you not like the balloons or the red hair? Um. If we're going off of what the criteria is, he spent July to June, aside from April, April, May, and June, counting the lights. Lost multiple he times was, to Jay White. He wasn't losing in G1. 
he he didn't make it to the end. I mean, he lost his first two, three matches. He lost to Fale. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he doesn't deserve to be in there. Now, so Jay White to... had more wins during that time frame. Yep. His, and I mean, he beat Okada right. at the Dome. He obviously loses at the Garden during you know the joint show, which Okada you know regained the trunks and the blonde hair back, even though he had that previously. I mean, yeah, I. I so we would flip Jay White and Okada. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Jay White, he he dethroned Tanahashi. Um, he had a great, he had a he had a nice run throughout the summer. He was the yep. number one heel in pro wrestling. He had he won the IWGP title in 13 months, the quickest I've seen somebody win it, aside from when Okada came back from excursion and won it three weeks later, um, after Wrestle Kingdom. Um, you know, this dude was be you could tell that they're grooming him to be something special, and he's living up to the hype, whether people like his matches or not. He's a guy where he's. He, he he can wrestle and we all know it, but he doesn't have to because of how good of a heel he is. You know when you know when we're gonna see him have the match of the night every time Alex is eventually years down the line, you know, four or five years, when when he has the baby face turn, he's gonna be the biggest star in that company. Oh, I I can't even fathom a world where Jay White would go baby face, but Yep. I think you're right, man. I, I, I yeah. think you're totally right. Because he already has. Yes. Oh, you know? exactly. When he does that turn, A, it's got to be something monumental to turn that crowd. Because he's going to have a lot of backlash. But when that does happen, whenever he gets that, you know, that, that action for the crowd to go, oh, gosh, we're behind him now. Yeah, you're totally right. Because he already has that strong hate reaction. That he gets night to night, that he earns, by the way, all those booze he earns. And then, yeah, he's going to earn all those cheers, but I'm hoping that's not for a, a very long time. No, it, it, knowing Gato with how smart he is, it's going but to be But that's funny. A You're totally right. I just, mm-hmm. I, I could not imagine a world, I mean, where, where he would do that. And, he, and you know what? He would be better than an Orton, you know, I would say. Where, oh, he'd be tremendous. You know, I, I don't like to be a face, you know, and, and I think he would just just drain it all in because he has and, and this is going to sound weird because charisma. i know it's on it's it's two different spectrums of a style of a character but he's the guy who can go from the biggest heel in all of pro wrestling to the biggest face and not change anything about himself because he in in a completely different world but with the same traits he is he's the he's stone cold steve austin he he has the charisma of a guy who doesn't give a shit about what anybody says. He's going to do what's ever best for him. He's going to use whoever he has to to get to the top. He he looks like a million bucks. He understands what he's doing. And, and he has that crowd so enamored with him that when he turns, he's not going to have to do anything different, and they're going to love him. It's just like when Austin got turned because of the blood thing with Bret Hart. And he never yeah. changed who he was, but people started going, okay. I actually kind of like this. That's exactly what Jay White. Well, means. him beating when, when up the authority is when people are like, "Oh, I kind of like this." Because I mean, that's kind of like I mean, it's your anti-hero aspect, um, which toes the line. But I mean, yeah, I, I could see Jay White in that. Thinking Kevin Owens, which obviously they're doing the Steve Austin thing now. But Kevin Owens, Kevin Steen, whatever my, you know, whatever version you want, I always saw that parallel with that character too. So I think that's why Austin is so, you know, um, you know, behind 
Owens, you know, kind of doing the, the same aspect and gimmick, if you will. But I think Owens can, you know, go back and forth. Jericho, another one as well. Because he would earn his booze. Yeah, like, and that's the one thing I like about Owens. Like, Owens could do it. It just, there's just a natural aura and mystique about the way that Jay White conducts himself that just naturally oh, makes him feel like a heel. And and that's what, he doesn't have to change that persona. All, you know, he can, he just still, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to defeat everybody. But he's just not as underhanded. And he'll get cheered. Oh, like, man. it's. Think of this. If 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 Gato has ever truly wanted to elevate Tamatanga, three, four years from now, that's how you do it. Jay White's really? the guy who could elevate Tamatanga. Uh, I don't know. And I'm, I'm not saying uh, yeah, I, I could see that. But, but I, I mean, is Kenta the one then to, you know, just be the guy, Gato the next guy, and he just brutally attacks? Jay White, then that's how you know he gets the sympathy. Kenta that would be that. cool too. If this was Kenta ten years ago, I would I would like give you the contract to to whatever you needed to to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, you, you just tell me what you need, and I'll make it happen. I, I don't care what I have to do because I want to watch that program a million times. <laughs> Man, Kenta Jay White took it up the dough in uh, Top three, top three here: AJ Styles. I wouldn't put him that high. No. I, I, I don't know if I'd put him in the top ten, honestly. You know, we went over his lackluster title runs. You know, the mm. feuds on paper. You're like, whoa, dream matches on WWE TV. And they just stunk. He fought Ricochet nine times in three weeks. Yeah. You know, didn't Samoa Joe, Shinsuke. I mean, yeah. He's, Ricochet's still not over, body suit or non. Um, it's no, I, I would have put him in the top ten because he's a superhero. God, it's like you have you have all the talent in the world right in front of you. You don't know what to do with it. Like it's just dumb. It's just stupid. Um, Daniel Bryan, I'm okay with Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I don't know in the top two. Don't you think a spot is a little high? I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't go two, but I. I mean. He was champ for from December until Mania. Um, okay. He's he had a, a decent little little thing. Yeah, I mean he had a tag run. Um, he was active. He was he was wrestling and you know he was he was in feuds. You know, I mean, are, and he, if and he, you're Dan Bryan though, are you pissed that you didn't sign with All Elite or just went independent last year during this time at All In? You know, it was like, ooh, is Daniel Bryan, yeah. you know, the weeks before. Is he going to be a surprise appearance? Is he going to be there? He signs the contract like a few days or maybe a week before All In. Um, and, you know, Moxley is interviewed saying, hey, people just wrestle for the money. I want to wrestle, you know, for me. And then, I mean, you could look at it as like, well, did Daniel Bryan take the money? Was it the security? And then it some reports, he was like, yeah, I would love to go and wrestle with the independents. So again, is he kicking himself in the ass with the explosion yeah. that's happening? Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he was on Instagram talking about how he can't wait to be able to have a chance if he wants to go have a place as matches in AAA or CMLL. You know, a mask versus hair yeah. match. Like, I guarantee you, they get, they, they, they spiced up whatever they were, they said to him to uh. get him to resign. Just, 
he doesn't need the money. Think of think of how well he's probably done. Um, think of the money his wife makes from, uh, you know, their their yeah, clothing their line, the E Network. I mean, they don't need the money. They have a little dinky house. I mean, they have like a like $150,000 Rambler. So the high like, resigned. I yeah, mean, because obviously as a child. Probably, it, it was, he was probably given, they probably told him something they were going to do with him. And he went along with it. And I mean, did you see him on Twitter the other day? He's like, WWE needs to sign Roosh and Dragon Lee. Yes, so I, I saw wrestle. that, yeah. He was like, or they whatever. would do very well. <laughs> yeah, it's because he, he wants to wrestle him because he can't wrestle him now. Oh my gosh! Why? Yeah. Why did you sign? Like, I mean, just think of the stuff. Say Daniel Bryan was, you know, on a handshake agreement. There was really no contract, and you know, we know John Moxley is out of all boats uh, with, with the Battle of Mercer, and then it's Daniel Bryan as the villain. Which we'll get into the film when we preview. But then it's just like, hey, no, it's not Daniel Bryan. I apologize, Brian Danielson. Taking on Kenny Omega. That'd be awesome, man. It'd be awesome. There'd be so much good stuff. You know, Daniel Bryan has that back history with Dragon Gate a little bit. Yeah, oh, like, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, we could, uh, can we see, like, could you imagine Daniel Bryan against, like, KZ Asa? or Shin Skywalker? Aita. Oh, man. God, Aita's a scumbag. He probably cut his beard off, that bastard. Oh, man. And then obviously, number one, Seth Rollins, which I am. Fine. Why? How? Honestly, how? He, he slayed the beast. Because Brock Lesnar didn't want to wrestle, so he said, throw me on first, because I'm not losing his title. <laughs> yeah, he slayed the beast in a fake sport that deals with winning and losses. I love he wrestling. Lost the title but come later. Exactly. And it's or just like, later. what? Baron wow. Corbin. Okay, yeah. let's just go through 20 through 11. Moxley, would you switch into the top 10, even though he's like out for like many months? Um, well, I guess to be fair, John Moxley didn't stop wrestling. I thought he was out in the summer. Oh, he came back during the summer, didn't he? Yeah, I, I, but he didn't have a good run. Like, they didn't do anything. No. He did the shield no. thing. No. Got paid Finn Balor. Bucks. Finn there, Balor. He had an IC title run here and there a couple times, I think, and then he was injured. Cole. I'm fine with that. I could Cole. put an argument. Yeah, I'm fine with Cole. I Cole mean, he won Bushi, all three Put him in the top ten. Uh, yeah, I mean, his his in-ring work alone. He went to the Jay G1 Lethal. finals last year. Um, oh, true. That's true. He did. Uh, Jay Lethal was ROH champ for almost the whole year. I might put him top ten. You have even critiqued his opposition. I mean, is it worthy or, like you said, just matters? He was getting those W's. Yeah, he, I mean, he, he had great matches with Kushida, uh, Marty Skrull. He had a fun match with Cody. Oh, the um, Kushida match. That's right. I yeah, like the I mean, latter match at Garden. Even though Taven yeah, won, I thought he did his part very well. Oh, no, I don't all in last year. Don't get me started on the Matt Taven debacle. Oh, Matt Taven should be higher. Come on. Hey, what did I? Why did? What did I say to you that they should have did with that title? So they should put it on Marty Skrull until he leaves, and then have him drop the title. Yeah. Said they put it on Matt Taven. Did you know Matt Taven's contract is now actually up before Marty Skrull's? 
So oh, the two you chose to not use, and then now the guy that you did use is contract comes up for four bucks. Like, get that! Like this company sucks. Double or nothing match against his brother Dustin Rhodes. Uh, does Cody deserve to be in the top ten, or is fifteen fine for the I'm AEW executive you. vice president? Um, he's done a lot, but he's just—he's never had the matches that make you wow. I mean, the reason the Dustin Rhodes him and all this was, was good. Yeah, it was good. He and that's because of the 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 match, like those a lot of things going on type matches. He's very yes. good at. It's like his father. He's very good at working and booking those matches. But you know, match in and match out. I mean, he had a great match with Kenny Omega um, for the for the title. But I mean, I'm fine with him top twenty. I mean, you know, if we really wanted to split hairs, you know, I could probably come up with a reason to put him in the top ten. Ooh. Walter, of course. Where's Walter Number in your list? Number, Number one. one. Okay. Because this counts for half of last year, and we got into Walter heavily in At September Wembley. last year, and we still gave him the – we gave him 2018 Wrestler of the Year out of four months because of how impactful he was in four months. This is over 12 months. So, <laughs> and all the WXWs, like, yeah, Jesus. He, he, took, he took the title from Pete Dunne. Yeah. I mean – yeah. No, yeah. Walter's number one. Uh, Tommaso, as my uh, website shows, Chirpa. Tommaso yeah, Chirpa. 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 <laughs> Are you on HealByNature.com? I am, yes. <laughs> yeah, so Chirpa. The psycho killer, Tommaso Chirpa. Oh, man. I mean, he's been out for for a while. But he had, you know, probably nine of the nine ten of the months for the criteria. He was champion or in the the program, so I'm fine with him. I'm okay with it. Oh man, I just think of the DDT on the uh, on the uh, the ring boards there. Ouch, uh, Jay White, we already said he, he beat number three. Uh, Samoa Joe, Jay White, uh, claiming that a lot of spots. Uh, he did go after AJ Styles' wife during this time frame, but does it warrant outside the top ten? No, he didn't do anything. He won the U.S. title like around WrestleMania time. But by hair got mine. I know, but man. Okay, so so then Alex Mello should be eleven. <laughs> yes, your radio was better than his matches. <laughs> Thank you. I've been practicing. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, let's. I mean, think about it. His biggest accomplishment was he beat a half crippled Rey Mysterio, who they just had him beat in a minute because he couldn't work a match. <laughs> and then he said he's gonna beat Dominic's that. ass and bang some or bang Styles White. Like, why is he eleven? Oh my God, this is sucks, asshole. We should do our own top one hundred. We'll have it ready in two weeks. Oh yeah. Well, as I said, we got to make it a quicker show because I have to be up at six forty-five tomorrow. Uh, the first hour has been given to the PWI five hundred. <laughs> I love it. We and sadly we can go another hour. Uh, but let, do you want, oh, yeah. want to talk a little yeah. Dragon Gate? Yeah, I mean if we want to dissect thirty through twenty-one. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, let's. Uh, yeah, let's I'll do that shit. Uh, Robin said no. How is Shinsuke at thirty-one? Away? I forgot he even wrestled because I'm pretty sure he too. He he's he's a he's a isn't he like partners with Elias right now? Uh. 
No, Sami Zayn. He's his mouthpiece. Oh, they did they beat up the Miz? Yes. Okay. There there is a picture that somebody sent and it was it was Drew Mac so think of everybody from like the waist up. You know, so think of their body build, like how ripped they are, facial hair, hair color, hairstyle. And it was it was Elias, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, and Ali all lined up right next to each other. There's nothing different about any one of those four guys. Wow. It was just like WWE prototype, and then it was just four of them. <laughs> Oh, they all look identical. They look like young boys. All right, everyone, oh you get God. get facial hair and long black hair and, and a little and a little tan, and then get in shape. I, I'm about to throw a gasket because I just saw like where is you know the the this this uh, where's Zack Saber Jr. and I see him all the way at 43. He's got to be in our top ten. Like. And this nothing against him, but tell me how how Kevin Owens and Sonata and Matt Taven and Randy Orton are ahead of Zack Sabre Jr. Sonata, I could see. He had some really outstanding matches against Okada during that time frame. What, three (laughs) matches with Okada? True. But Sonata's a lot of his were all this year since then, like this last couple months. I thought he had one last uh, last G one. I think he did the G one. Yeah, you're probably right. Zach Sabre. And then he had one in the spring. Oh yeah, in the in the New Japan Cup. I forgot about the New Japan. That was in March. So yeah, you're right about that one. It's okay, fine. Sonata, I'll take it. Whatever. That's fine. That's you know that's splitting hairs again once again because it's a guy we like that we we believe in. Um. But ZSJ, come on. How is he? Not, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, it, to be fair against the guy that's in the same company that we actually really like, so it's not us sounding biased, I don't know how the hell Juice Robinson's ahead of Zack Sabre. I mean, he did have the belt for a little while. I mean, he had it for, what, nine, ten months? So one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, is, is that did I say six there? One, two, three, four, five, six, um, seven. Do you think Juice Robinson is the eighth best wrestler in New Japan? Uh, no, I'd probably put him top twelve, maybe because because they do. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. I mean, they only have seven spots behind Tetsuya. Uh, Tets, Tetsuya Naito. Tetsuya later. You know, who was IC champ. Is it Jordan texting? Did he write this? <laughs> He's, yeah, man, I love that match between Tetsuya Naito and, <laughs> and uh, Tommaso Sarpa. Oh, Braun Strowman, I think within this year, uh, I saw him get pushed no, he pushed a porta potty off the stage. So yeah, that would have warranted his twenty seven. Yeah, twenty exactly tag belts like, with kids. Somebody posted a picture of uh from the Raw Target Center, her XL with Rollins and him with the titles and it says, Oh, Nick's all grown up. 
Oh my gosh. All right, let's let's get into some positive. Let's do what you're saying. Let's get into Danger Skate. Uh this was last Saturday. This was kind of the we, we ended our show last Friday with me getting ready to live tweet through the show. Eight matches. It was a pretty easy watch. It was about four hours long. Um had some had some good stuff in it. Had a couple things that were, you know, whatever. Um, but had fun with it. And it was a little different feel of a Dragon Gate show, which isn't a bad thing. It just it was out of the norm, and it, and it a lot of the well. What do you mean by that? How was it a different uh, style of of watching before a Dragon Gate viewer, comparable like, to a novice like me? So, like Dragon Gate's crowd, Dragon Gate crowds do not like hardcore. They want everything center stage, middle of the match. Don't want anything different. Um, you know, and they were actually really reactive to the semi-main, and it was actually a good hardcore. Oh, Usually hardcore matches, they don't just, they kind of just don't know. It wasn't too gratuitous. No, no, I mean, the, the most gratuitous thing happened probably an accident at the last part of the match, to be honest. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the main event wasn't a Kento Miyahara, Kenny Omega style spot fest like they usually are, where you're just like, oh my god, at every turn. This was like, who can grab a hold and do this and that better, which wasn't a bad thing, but it was Whoa. way different. Um, you know, the Ultimo Dragon match was weird because he, I, I don't think he's ever tagged with BB Hulk in his life, and the only time he's tagged with Kai was in was in All Japan in like 2017, so he has like <laughs> no alliance to those guys, but it's a tribute thing, which was just a little weird. Um that was such a weird match. Like, yeah, it, why the switch up with tag partners all of a sudden? I was like, damn, Ultimate Dragon switching. Different. Um, you know the 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 opener was which was fun was was two, was a faction match, but it was half faction, half just random people thrown in. Like, you get three natural vibes guys, and then they just yep. throw in Hiroshi and Martin Kirby, and then they take on um, Tribe Vanguard with you know Jimmy. And Dragon Dio and Sachi Gioko boy is just randomly in there. Um, you know, Diamante just feels really weird in, in Dragon Gate. The the Strong Machine versus the Mochizuki Dojo kids um, was a match that didn't really resonate with the crowd because the Strong Machine army, for whatever reason, just doesn't isn't over. I kind of mentioned that last time. But yep. The match, just like last time, was way better than it should have been. I mean, it was like my third or fourth favorite match of the show. I love this match, honestly. Not love, that's strong, but I put, wow, this was a really good match. And I think the teamwork that was exemplified by both these teams was great. I mean, yes, it it was all about Strong Machine J, but I mean, Hiyawanabi, I mean, so many studs. I I mean, honestly, these three men should be the next champions that, that could definitely put on some clinics, you know, with, with any other trios, you know, going for the triangle gate championship there, but, uh, Kota Minora, uh, Yuki Yoshioka, um, uh, are, are damn good as well. Big, strong boys, but he Watanabe, that guy is just framed as, you know, the next guy, you know, I could see him at a Ben K level. Yeah. They work a little differently. You know, Watanabe likes to jump off, you know, a turnbuckle or two, but I mean, yeah, it's just, he, he's the real deal. Um, I mean, especially him and uh, strong machine J to kind of, you know, finish off the, the ending sequence there was, was pretty damn awesome just to kind of see 
where, you know, Jay had to hit, you know, super sit down power bomb. You know, he did his winged pin there, uh, you know, after, but that wasn't before Watanabe was getting his, uh, his shots in, but that devil windmill suplex is, uh, is insane. Yeah. That was like another thing weird. Like Hill Watanabe is clearly the standout of, of their young lion type young boys, but then he took the pin, which was weird. Um, it just it it just, it was it felt like a strong style show on a lot of it, which isn't bad, yeah. but it just it, it was just it was different. It wasn't, you know, there's there's a little bit of the comedy here and there, and they didn't have any of that, which I like too. Like Genki wasn't Genki; he was I'm going to kill you, Genki, which is what yeah. I thought was great. Um, I thought he was gonna Hulk up or Undertaker, you know, just get up because that guy looked like he he was gonna murder Gar uh, and Asia. Like he yeah, that was, had that look as he was getting beat up himself, like I was waiting for the next spot. There was a lot of like anticipation in these matches. Ryan. Then when you weren't expecting, you know, as many falsies as I saw in a lot of these matches, because usually it's a one, two and three, but a lot of these matches, it was like, they were trying to add more suspense to that, you know, as, as each match progressed from, Oh, I thought that would have been over. But you know, in the case of, you know, kind of Genki there, you know, I was just anticipating a lot more because his eyes kept rolling in the back of his head. I mean, a hell, he got his dreads cut. Like, yeah, eight is uh, such a dick. He is, my God, what, what did I put scumbag? Uh, but yes, yeah, so, or a dick. But I mean. Well, not only does he cut the dreads. But the, the the match start like the the match starts with with the first thing you see is Punch Tomonaga flying down the staircase because Eight is already beating the shit out of him in the back going Hey here's your homeboy from Natural Vibes they just threw him down the stairs like, oh, that, like okay I was wondering I thought yeah. Vibes were being the bulls first because I was like man I was like Ari just coming up some ladders and then you know Vibes just getting the jump on him. Yeah, well, and that's what I liked about it too. Is they're just kind of like, all right, this is gang warfare. We just took out one of you guys, and you know, and here comes Genki and KZ charging down. The, like, all right, bitch. <laughs> like it was. Look, I'll be honest with you, not to jump around too much, but I flirted with the full five again on that. The only thing that stopped it was I thought the Genki heat was just a little too long. Like, when I thought the heat was about to end and we were going to get the KZ tag and go into the next part uh, before yeah. getting to the final stuff, I'm like, man, like, I'm glad that Genki was the guy who took the heat, not only because I want KZ to look a little more protected, but it just, Genki's very good in that role, and with his anger, as you mentioned, I thought he was fantastic, and, you know, there wasn't anything he could do to overpower those two guys, but he was just, when I get my chance, I'm going to rip your eyes out type with, with yes. how you're describing it. <laughs> But then it was just like, all right, man, y'all been beating his ass for like 10 minutes. This is going on a little long. <laughs> like, that was the only, like, my only criticism with them. But it was like they were improv and they were just, hey, let's keep going. Yeah, was, like, I wonder if it was like, like hey, we got a little crowd, more time than we thought. It was like the crowd finally woke up during this match, it seemed like. Where, like you were saying, you know, the crowd was a little, eh, you know, kind of, you know, they, they were kind of like a, a normal Japanese crowd, but like different promotions, like your DDTs, uh, your All Japans, Big Japans, like the crowds are a little bit more vocal. You know, New Japan's getting a little more, but it feels that respectful factor. But this, it was kind of like quiet. Like Kobe World thought it had the same thing. So, you know, I, again, it just seems like the different fans with all the different promotions have 
different emotions, you know, kind of when they're watching this playing. But yeah, they they were hyped kind of for this match. But when you see KZ doing a swanton off of a ladder to nail eight oh guys up in chairs, oh saying, God. when you see Big R Shamita just I don't know do a dive off of a giant ladder, flash you. Yeah, like, like I'm just gonna just, jump. Just dead fell on top of that. Anybody who says Japanese tables don't break, they haven't seen oh. Big R Shamita's just dead to fall. Like he got it was like somebody shot him with a gun and he just fell and just crushed KZ in that table. And then Ace is like, yeah, I'm just gonna start beating everyone's ass with the table. Splits Genki wide open. <laughs> I mean, and, and you know what was cool about the finish? I mean, I, I say let's just jump. Let's just start with that match. And then we'll then we can get back to where we're going. It was it was awesome for the fact that um, they didn't go to set up like any kind of like a tag finish with them, or Ata didn't try to get him for the Salamander. Like it was just like, all right, KZ's dead. I've laid everyone out with this table. Screw everything else. Grab Genki and just shot put slam them, and let's get the hell out of there before they take our titles because we can't finish these guys. And Big R just kind of just gave him the biggest shot put I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Yeah, this was a match where I could have extended a little more. Not we needed it, but because, again, some of the previous matches where you're just like, oh, he kicked out. Okay, this match is going to continue. Where this match could have used a little bit more. I liked how there wasn't as many pins, it seemed like, into this. Because, again, with no DQ, they were thinking, I'm just going to murder these guys until they can't walk anymore. And Genki had so much anger that he was doing that going over pins. And I think I think that's why that resonated so much for me because it was like, hey, we got an opening. Just hit your finish and let's try to get out of here. And it was yeah. just a quick death and boom, you're done. They also, you know, um, with that being said, I went four and three quarters on it. This was my match of the night. This was so fun. It, it proves once again that Dragon Gate is the best tag wrestling in the world. I mean – Back-to-back shows, everything that's a two-on-two has just been, you know, or even two-on-two-on-two, but anything that's been like a tag match. You know, even the six-mans, like we said, these Strong Machine Army matches are way better than we thought they should be. You know, Naruki Doi is the best, one of the best tag wrestlers in the Uh. world. All that, again, with the match with Ishida Mochizuki and Okuda, you know, and so this was fantastic. I loved it. Um, Eita says that, you know, we told you that we had we had a big surprise for you. If we were going to unveil something, but we decided not to. We're going to wait till September 11th and do it at Corican, which ties into another match um, that I heard somebody give a uh, case low. One of the gentlemen that I'm trying to get, I'm trying to I want to get to uh, for that, you know, pro wrestling for dummies with you. He had a very interesting point about that. Wait, are, are they, they going to face Sakamoto and Okabayashi? Holy shit! If that happens, is you, did you see? Is, is this like something you saw on the internet? No, I'm saying wouldn't that be the the next big tag team match they kind of a have that they can get these guys to work their shows? Man, if they could cross remote like that, I would. I, Alex, we're going to Tokyo early. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you know, Dragon Gate building a lot of momentum, you know, from the Pac run to the Benkei. So, like you said, phenomenal tag teaming. I mean, Big Japan seems like they, they can flirt with a lot of different promotions. Why not? And, and, 
it, that would be cool. And like, I mean, and that's the one thing. Like, when it's all said and done, and this is something that I kind of had put in my back pocket and forgot about. But you know, over the last three, four months with us watching Dragon Gate, they're they're clearly the number two promotion in Japan. I mean, from production to entrances to you know, to just overall match quality. Like, I love DDT. Don't get me wrong. I love, I love DDT. DDT. I, I love all Japan. But like. If you want to just go match by match, but not, I guess that's true though. I mean, DDT is really good. But I mean, like, when you watch a Dragon Gate show, doesn't it feel like a bigger deal? Like, doesn't it feel like they're a major league company? I mean, that's just due to the lighting, I would say. Otherwise, I mean, they might have flags lined up beside the ring, but hey, Zeus had that coming out of his hardcore gangster rap theme. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I mean, I would say a lot of it is just kind of the light. Yeah, I mean, and then it's dark, you know, kind of on quarters, which kind of makes it that match feel. I would say I've, I've enjoyed more of the championship matches. I, I guess if you could say Takashita with him winning it back and around the same time as BK. I mean, his title match, granted, it's been a one per, were a little more enjoyable. I like Takashita a little bit more, but hey, I didn't know Ben K before he was kicked out uh, during that, that crazy seven-team uh, match. Doom, uh, we're going to kick the guy out of the uh, faction uh, show. What, what was that? Not Kobe World, but anyway. That was that uh, Gate of Destiny? Gate of Destiny, thank you. God, I can't get these names. But, you know, I... I don't know. I, I, I think a DDT show is a little bit more easier viewing in a way where I, I get a little more hyped, per se. What's funner? The tag like, matches, fair, I, I will say, Dragon Gate, hands down, some of the best tag wrestling, uh, besides even all Japan. Yeah, I, I, think, I think, to be fair, you, you brought up a very good point. DDT can be an easier watch, I think, because it's funner, and there's more variety, and it's not... You know, not everything is, is the seriousness. They're, they give you a little bit of everything. Whereas Dragon Gate's one of those things where it's kind of like a G1, where it's like, all right, sit down, strap in, because you're going to get some fantastic wrestling, but you're just going to get fantastic wrestling. Yeah, but I mean, you even said with, with tonight's show, I mean, and I thought this was a fine show to watch. I mean, I didn't have any problem. I mean, you, you could literally bring it down to three hours if you get past entrances and whatnot. I mean, the opener was okay. The Diamante, you know, Baron Corbin in a mask match was eh. I'm all about Cyber Kong. And so, you know, whenever um, uh, Yoshida, uh, Takashi Yoshida could be awesome and be that leader of R.E.D., which I know he can be, um, it's just, it's fun to watch him. But again, Super Shiza was eh. KS was, you know, okay. But it was just nice to see R.E.D. Um, you know, the open triangle match, like we said, it was good, but it was more the uh, Iho Watanabe showcase. Nothing wrong with that. I love the next tag match with the rookie mm-hmm. Dora Kaito Ishida. Like you said, though, that brings an aspect to their tag match, but that's when it got really good. And then, you know, the, you know, the ultimate drag match was what it was. You know, it's just all fanfare. Uh, then you have a match talking about MMA type of a slow burn. You have the Susumukasuka taking on Shun Skywalker, which I mean, it's not Shun Skywalker KZ, but I think that's why I appreciated this match. 
was like the total opposite of that. Like I said, yeah. low burn. They're just trying to say who's going to make that mistake first. And and what was really good with that too is this was the Shun Skywalker being the I I want to win, I want to win, I want to prove that I can I can beat a guy like this. And Susumu Yokosuka is doing the look, kid. I know everything you're going to do. The second you make a mistake, you're done. And that's what happened. You know, and, and he and he hits him with that beautiful cross arm dominator. I forget what he calls it, and gets that victory. I went four and a quarter on that match too. By the way, like I thought it was great. Thank you. Um, should, Thank you know, it's 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 another thing that that I'm glad we're getting back to the Dragon Gate aspect because I forgot how good Susumu Yokosuka is. That dude is one of the most fluid wrestlers. I mean, F, yeah. he's a guy where, um, you know, if you ever have a bunch of free time, you know, and you have, and you could go back, go on that Dragon Gate Network and just watch, you know, pick out 10, 15 Yoko, uh, uh, Susumu Yokosuka matches from the last 10 years. Oh, and, I would love you, it. You know, I mean, it's one of those things where I think, you know, I always, I always say, if if you look in the last ten years, this decade, who's who's the top five wrestlers of the entire decade? And I always say, not many people uh, aside from us may may necessarily put them there. But Tomohiro Ishii deserves to be on that list. Thinking back now about this, now I think Sasuba Yokosuka does too. Wow. Like he's just he's he's been wrestling at this level, if not higher, you know, since like two thousand six. Huh. I mean, back when he was doing, you know, with the with the crazy Max M2K do fixer feuds, back when it was, you know, <laughs> maybe when Shima was Shimo, uh, Shima Nobunaga doing stuff. Oh. I mean, you know, back in those days, like he's just been, and he's like, he's in his forties. I think he just hit forty or mid forties. Like he, he's yeah, just and that's, so damn good. And that makes me so sad when we're talking about the match. Um, I believe uh, during Kobe, I go, who's this guy? I need to know more. I can't wait to watch in 20 years of this guy. And you're like, he's in his 40. Looking at him, <laughs> and would never guess that. He, you know, this guy could probably go another 20 years. And and Q, like he, like you said, it just comes so fluid to him. It's just an artwork trying to watch him where you're just like, come on. It's got, like, you kind of want to Walker, but you're just like no, uh, it's it's crazy to me. Uh, but no, uh, Yokosuka Shun was gonna beat him. Right, not to cut you off, but I'm like, dude, if you want to really try to do some of the Shun Skywalker, Susumi Yokosuka is Tomohiro Ishii once again. To that fact that it's a non-title match. Yeah. If he beats him, it doesn't hurt him. And I thought for a second they were going to, and then they, they I mean, and I'm fine with the way that they did. I mean, they did the match. Yeah, but isn't he uh, losing match after match after match? It seems like Shooter Walker. He he is, but but think of it this way. Think of this as his. You know how they'll do those like um those like trial series. Like Kota Umeda had a trial series, and they brought in like Shuji Ishikawa. Which my God, why did we we need to go back and watch that? I don't know why we haven't watched Umeda and Ichikawa. I bet that rules. <laughs> um, but uh, you know he think of it as like a trial series. Where they they put him up against some guys, and you know, let's see what he does in that next level, right? They put him in there with holy, crazy. They put him with holy balls. What'd you see? Skywalker's only twenty three. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, I thought he was so, way older than that. I thought it was reversed <laughs> with him 
and Yokosuga, to be honest with you, wow. Yeah, so I mean, think of it that way, where it's one of those things where he's just he's fine. We think we think he could <laughs> be that next guy, so let's give him Susumu. Let's give him yep. Ben K. And and here's the thing too is there's there's a battle royal coming up before um, Gata Origin, which I think is the next Ben K. title defense, <laughs> and it's like a seven man battle royal, and it's it's like Kazuma Sakamoto, um, I think uh, Takashi Yoshida might be in it. Masato Yoshino's in it, Naruki Doi's in it, I think Dragon Kid's in it, and then Ben K, or not Ben K, yeah, Shun Skywalker and somebody else is in it. I'm probably wrong on half of those names, but Shun Skywalker beat Ben K in the King of Gate tournament, which is their G1. So okay. Ben K needs to get his win back. If you put Ben K versus Shun Skywalker at, at Gate of Origin, that'll sell tickets. And then he can get his win back against he, – he gets his win back from Shin Skywalker, and then you're giving Shin Skywalker another opportunity to see how he handles wrestling in a, in a big-time yep. position. So I, I almost just think of it as like a trial series. And I think it's – Yeah, and, and he, I mean, he's working. Bring on all ends. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that's why I said it was so different to see, you know, like we said, the match with KZ, uh, the match with Pocket that was earlier this year. Um, you know, that I was able to check out and then not this. And again, A, I didn't know this was literally a child. So he's fine. Like I said, <laughs> it's a triple series. They're seeing how he's going against the big dogs. This guy, you know, if he doesn't get scooped by another promotion, I mean, this guy could is your future for sure with only being 23 years old. And, and you know, and I think another thing to really look at, which which you kind of alluded to already between the difference with the KZ and the and the Susumu Yokosuka matches, he's showing that he can work a lot of different styles right now. Oh yeah, which, which is a great thing. And you know, I mean, that's that's their next guy. And I mean, I trust Dragon Gate booking. I mean, I I, I think they're on the right spot with it. Um, so I mean, obviously we talked the the Shin Skywalker. We talked the tag match. Um, Let's let's go main event and then we can do the first five matches after because we can kind of quick form them. Uh, ben K defeats Yamato uh, with the deadlift Ben K bomb. I, I went three and three quarters on it. And Whoa! I say, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, and I say it with this with with like this reasoning. I thought Ben K was came out of this looking like a four and a half star wrestler, and I thought Yamato came out of this match looking like a three star wrestler. And Interesting. I say that not I I don't I'm not dogging Yamato, but it was a lot of you know who who can do a better ankle lock and you know who can yep. wrestle, which is fine. It was nothing wrong. And with I thought Yamato had the edge on that. His round submissions, mm-hmm. was a headlock, whether whether it was a naked choke. Whatever had you, I thought Yamato, you know, playing, you know, to K's core, to his strength, you know, aspect. I, I thought he was very, um, you know, agile and, you know, competitive on that front. And he was. And and I'll say this, to be fair, like, they, they, they did work. surprised me. At parts, parts of the match, they did work really hard. But didn't this feel like Yamato, like Ben K was really going – to make this a memorable first defense, and Yamato was just kind of there. See, that's where I think it's the other way around. I thought Ben Gay was just like, all right, I'm going to hit my spears. I'm going to throw Yamato in the air, you know, on, onto the outside. 
there. I'm going to spear him off the apron. I'm going to spear him again. I'm sorry, but he feels very Roman Reigns-ish. And it's not just saying because of spears, but it's just like, here's this guy. Here's the guy that beat Pac. And he's had some mm-hmm. open matches, but I think his opponents have been a little bit better, a little bit more athletic. Yes, he's still learning the rope as champion, but I thought Skywalker was a little more entertaining in that tag match, you know, than, than Ben K, his partner, was, you know, to, mm-hmm. against Yamato um, and his partner of his Kai. choosing during that time. Kai, I thought it was Kai. But, you know, which Kai, I think, can be a, almost a bigger deal than Ben K. He has a little bit more of that charisma. He has those fiercing strikes. And, oh, yeah, he's probably just as big as Ben K. Kai is the deal. And that, and that's interesting to it. And I like that, too, because guys like Kai and, uh, you know, also Cosmo Sakamoto have been two guys who were just kind of there. And then you get halfway through the year and you're like, damn, they're having really good years. I, I never thought I'd be talking about Kai in 2019. You know, yet. <laughs> Like the first big main event I see in Tokyo is Kenzo Miyahara and Kai, and I'm like, holy shit! I didn't know Kai could do this in a ring. I thought Kai was just, eh, it's just Kai. I remember a couple of years ago in all Japan, he was doing scrub tag matches with booty ass Ultimo. Oh man! So he got his wish again uh, this night at Dangerous. <laughs> yeah, coming up here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I'll say this too. Ben K and Yamato had two of the craziest spots I've ever seen, though. When when Yamato uh, vertical suplexed Ben K on the apron, I almost oh, bit my tongue. I was like, oh, my it looked God. Like, almost like a brain bust. Yeah, I'm like, you can't kill the new ace. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you know, don't do that. And, and I almost wanted to scold Ben K. Like, you can't take that, too, new ace. You have a long run probably ahead of you. So you guys need to chill. And then he just picks up Yamato and runs and throws him over the top rope. Yeah, I, I like, oh, okay. that. It was like he was flipping a pizza, and he's like, "Where did it go?" Whoops. I mean, it, 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 I think part of the part of it with me too is the the match was it fell to expectation with what I was expecting from Yamato and Ben K, and it's no one's fault. I know they're trying to slow Ben K through, and I'm okay with that. But I was just like, "Come on, guys!" And and here's the other thing too: if this match would have got it, Kind of what you said about the other one. If they would have gave this match four more or four or five more minutes, I think this would have had a different outcome. Like if the match that they worked once they were done with this style, then they go into that closing stretch that Dragon Gate's known for. This yep. thing, this thing's four and a quarter for me. Because then I'm like, perfect. You slowed it down, you built it up, and now you're going into the crazy. You know the stretch they did with Ben K and KZ, which is one of my favorite matches too this year. Instead, it was just kind of like, oh, deadlift Ben K. Oh, okay, it's over. Well, I didn't expect <laughs> that to happen. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. to be fair, I mean, again, the strength is Ben K's strength. Yeah. And, and he, he was literally striking the, the living hell out of Yamato. Yamato just gets knocked out after Ben K hit, I don't know, with 90 elbow in the match. And he just gets laid out. Ben K then, you know, again, strikes him on the ground. Pulls away, hits another elbow, and then gets him in the choke. And, oh yeah, I'm gonna hit the big bomb and, and good night, nurse. I think it the other wasn't problem, a spear, even though is, his spears were pretty damn awesome. 
Yeah, that's the one thing too. Like, it, like with everybody who talks about Spears, at least Ben K looks like he's trying to like hurt you. Like when he spears you, he's going through you like a football player. He's not like hugging you. And <laughs> like, like some of these guys, like Roman Reigns, he does the spear. He stops when he hits you. If you really think about that, what the hell kind of impact is really happening? It, it's none. Yeah, like, but Ben, like Ben K, when he hits you, he ends up farther across the ring than you are because he is going through you. His opponent's you know? boots are three feet in front. He does deliver a really nice, very sexy spear. You know, and that makes it that like, because otherwise, I'll tell you this: you know how much I hate the spear. If Ben K didn't do a good spear, I would not be praising him as much as I do. <laughs> I'd be going stick to the deadlift Ben K bombs and don't do that spear shit because it looks terrible. You know, I mean, look look at like for example, look at Edge. His spear, he never went through anybody, and he almost and he broke his neck doing it nah. because he would stop to protect you, and he'd drive his own head into the ground. If you're oh, gonna, man. that's like somebody doing a clothesline and then their arm stops when they hit you. <laughs> I mean, at least Yamato did stop one brutal. I mean, it looked like it was gonna be brutal uh, where when he was on the apron, but he stops Ben King some kind of in that uh, that front naked choke submission. How disgusting, too, is it when Ben K goes for the spear and they, like, kick him in the face and he does that, yeah. like, cross-leg back sell? Like, Ben <laughs> K has perfected that, where you're like, oh, my God, he's dead. <laughs> like, oh, God, he's dead. Like, I don't want to see him ever try that again. Then when he does it, you're like, oh, okay, he did it. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, so going, all, going through all this, like, this is a really good match. It just... It wasn't to the and and it you know what you know what too is it had a really hard act to follow. Exactly, and and that's what Ben K. It seems his his title run has been so far. It's always been the match before the co-main. That you know he opened uh, the square oh, God, gate, yeah. the twin opened gate. Yeah, uh, opened the the ta- uh, the the twin gate. So when those matches are before it, I mean, everyone who watches like a whole. Shit, that was amazing! Wow, that's tag team wrestling, you know. And then all of a sudden, it's like, all right, here's Ben K, and that's what I'm saying. It's a Roman Reigns thing, where it's just like, all right, we're gonna push him down your throat. Ben K, he's champ. Hey, Ben K, and then it's just I like, think, wait, I just watched wrestling, though. I just, I think it's gonna three help. teams beat the shit out of each other. I, I think what's gonna help is. The Pac match had to be that way because you wanted Pac to still look strong. So I'm fine with that. Yamato, you know, I mean, he's been, you know, he's he's been wrestling for a long time, and he's just not the same guy he is. And I bet you, as the Ben K run goes, it's going to get better. I, I mean, yes. when when they give him another match with KZ, um, when he gets his his win back rematch with Shun Sky, that's what I'm waiting for. Like if you if if in Two three weeks, you're gonna give us Shun Skywalker and Ben K. Sign me up. Let's go. I'm all for that. So I I think there's there's positives to look at at least with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean you're right. I mean we look at we look at um the Kobe World Show, and one of the best matches I've seen all year was the kill was essentially the kill match, <laughs> and it was not a kill match whatsoever. You know, it was fantastic. I mean the Definitely, like they were killed. So. <laughs> um, kind of backtracking here. 
I want to go to this one first just because I think this ties to the number seven or the, the semi-main with them talking about a later um, announcement of their big deal. Uh, we see Ultimate Dragon Kai and BB Hulk defeat the team of Masato Yoshino, Jason Lee, and Dragon Kid with Ultimate Dragon delivering a Lamastral <laughs> on Jason Lee. Uh, Masato, Masato Yoshino gets the big boo of the night as he's the one who stops the Asahi DDT, yep. which I thought was fantastic. Uh, match was about 16 minutes long. Ooh. Now, this is what Case Lowe said, and, and I wonder what what legs this have. Um, they didn't do the heel turn with R.E.D. that Ata promised, you know, hey, we got a new member, and they're going to help us and screw all you people, blah, 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 or whatever he said. Do you think there was a chance that the guy that was supposed to do it was Kai? Really? Because um... think about it. He took that – I mean, he obviously was concussed after that uh, that Ultra Rana from Dragon Kid. I mean, he he didn't know what – Jason Lee was trying to get him to set up for that, that, um, uh, that wheelbarrow German suplex oh, combo. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Um, on BB Hulk, and um, he, I mean, or BB Hulk was trying to get up one of one of the two, or yeah, because I think they did it to Jason Lee, but Kai could not get up. Like he, after that move too, he rolled out of the ring. Like he drove his head to the ground on that Ultrarana from Dragon Kid. So he he was concussed. He wasn't. If he was supposed to be the guy, Kai ain't coming out if he's got a concussion. No. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I would say that, that definitely could have been the the, the plan I mean, right there. I, yeah, no, but I totally forgot about that. I even put holy beep, uh Kai is dead. But then he determined <laughs> Jason Lee after that. Yeah, because then they hit that, that wheelbarrow combo him and BB Hulk did. Yeah. You know, but think of BB Hulk was trying to get him up for that that spot and oh, Kai didn't Oh, know. I forgot about I mean, that. He, he didn't know where he was. You oh, know, and then when he hit that, that real barrel German, he just rolled right out. Oh, so I'm watching it again. Oh, God, he's murdered. The ref <laughs> is like, nope. Not today. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe that was the case. I went three and a half on this match. It was, you know, it was fun because of what it was. But now, now the next dragging is the next Ultimo match. I think is the last and one. Oh, so What's this that? wasn't the last Ultimo Dragon match. Well, Masato Yoshino asked him to to become full time. Whoa! Not if he's he said, stopping, you know. <laughs> um. So the next show, it's going to be so Kness, who's not what he used to be. But he's going to be, I believe he was Darkness Dragon. It's going to dawn Darkness Dragon. So it's going to be Ultimo Dragon, Darkness Dragon, and Dragon Kid taking on Masato Yoshino, Naruki Doi, and Yamato, I believe, in the next six man. Which is interesting because Doi, Yoshino, and Yamato are not one, not guys that take pins. I mean, they're not fall guys. They're with people that are fall guys. I, I would assume... Kness then, or Darkness Dragon's the one who takes the pin, but then you're also having Ultimo Dragon lose, which is kind of weird. Yeah. But then again, if you're trying to set up something with Ultimo and Yoshino, with Yoshino being the one to ask him full time, I understand it. But 
I don't know if this has anything to do with R.E.D. or not, but say Ultimo agrees to, to stay full-time with Dragon Gate, what if he turns heel? I would say, wouldn't that be the smartest thing to do? It would be fantastic. Think about it. He he turns on... I mean, honestly. All those guys, he goes, screw you guys. You left me. You started your own thing. You begged me to come back. To hell with all of you. I'm going to make your life a living hell. It gives Yoshino Doi and, and Yamato the victory, which is you know good for them so they don't take falls. Yeah. Ultimo can lose, and it doesn't hurt them. Like, how cool would that be if Ultimo Dragon turned to heel? That'd be incredible. But, I mean, him and Dragon Kid, I mean, it seemed like he didn't want any of Dragon Kid's crap kind of in, in this latest six-man tag. So I could see him taking it out on Dragon Kid. I think the fans would be behind that. Yeah, then he, could, he could work a Dragon. Or he could work a match. Yeah, then you'd have Ultimo and Dragon Kid. That'd be that's like the whole point of Dragon Kid was he was the heir to Ultimo Dragon. It'd be fantastic. Yeah. Book it. Sets that up. Book there. it, man. Come on. Give us the pencil. We're helping you out here, Dragon Gate. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that number one contender battle royal is gonna be nuts. Yoshida yeah, you Skywalker. Find- What's that? How how close was I? Uh BB Hulk, Kai, K Z. Uh, Masaki uh, Mokuzuki, Shun Skywalker, Takashi Yoshida, and Kazuma Sakamoto. So, yeah, spot on. I got three of them right, three or four of them. I'll take it. <laughs> I got, uh, I got open Sakamoto. a Brave Gate Championship yeah. match. Uh, Susumu Yokosuka taking on Yosuke Santa, yeah, Santa yeah. Maria, who was Sakamarina. in the All Japan. Who I'm all for. Um, Ben K taking right. on uh, Yasushi Kanda. Wow, that's going to be fun. Uh, Jason Lee and Kaito Ishida taking on Io Watanabe and oh, Kaisuke Okuda. Okuda. Um, and then I, uh, so, okay. so R.E.D., Super Shiza, R.I. and Ryo Saito, which is probably so, some crazy. Let me, let me ask you this. Ryo Saito, that's a jam show. Super Shiza against Red. R.E.D., that matches after Ben K and Yasushi Kanda, right? Yes. Who's to say Ben K just doesn't squash him? And then you have your mystery guy for Red come out to get in Ben K's face right after that. You could set up some kind of like a a multi-man with the random Red versus the other three match, too. That was a <laughs> You're going to get two, uh, two Ben K matches? I think I probably yeah, like it. I I want to know what's going to happen with this Hyo Watanabe Kaisuke Okuda feud because these guys clearly don't like each other. Hyo yeah. Watanabe definitely not happy that Mochizuki prefers Okuda over him. God, that's your guy. Turn Hyo Watanabe to a real a real extreme diffusion. Get, like <laughs> the only thing that doesn't make sense about it is they're you know they're not feuding with uh, Mochizuki Dojo, but damn, that would be fun. Uh, speaking oh. of Mochizuki Dojo, they were the two matches before this. Uh, Kaisuke Okuda and Masaki Mochizuki defeat the team on Naruki Doi and Kaito Ishida. Uh, four and a quarter, I won, Alex. You already talked about how much you, excuse me, how much you loved it, how great this was. It was so strong. Naruki Doi continues to be one of the greatest tag wrestlers ever. Okuda does the triangle hurricane run to Kaito Ishida. 
gets him to submit or basically pass out. Uh, they they let Kaido Ishida still get a little bit of a rub as he's the madman and the the angry one of the group is after he comes to he tries to fight him again anyway like ah oh, I'm not done yet <laughs> it's like no no bro you just passed out ah you know so that was fun plus that top rub triangle I mean Okuda is so just, cool and then Do I think how Ishida was trying to get up and then Okuda just kicks him in the head. Falls back into the triangle. <laughs> do you like? Do you think DD and this kind of ties oh, into so the DDT Dragon Gate thing? Is DDT pissed that he left DDT for Dragon Gate? Yeah. With what he's doing, I would say yes. Honestly. Like he's doing a lot right away with this company. It makes you wonder if DDT just That's rightfully didn't realize what they had. Possibly, but I think they they were dealing with a lot of other aspects. I mean, and that's the difference between a Dragon Gate and a DDT. DDT is going to be 70% comedy. Then your final three matches are going to be like actual wrestling matches. But Dragon Gate is 98% all wrestling. And then, you know, you got Yoki Santa Maria. Yeah, and and, it, and to be fair too, I, I like it's even even play up your point even more. DDT between having Ganbar Wrestling, Basara, Tokyo Joshi Pro, um, other companies with a you know I mean they're the parent company that you know their version of Jokoff and Sinclair for DDT is the reason they bring in all these people. They're funded by so much money that they their WrestleMania the Peter Pan was free for people. Come watch what? our show for free. Yeah, Peter Pan they didn't charge a dollar for a ticket. They just wanted to see wow. all these building. Like their 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 parent company makes you know they fund them so well. So like that's why they're able to do so much. So I think the difference with between these two companies is I just you know if somebody wants to leave, I don't think DDT takes it as a problem. Like I don't think they I don't think they freak out if somebody wants to leave because they have so many people they can just slide in. I agree with that, and I think a lot of these companies are getting that now. So even yeah. if they don't send a lot of their you know young boys, young lions, young wrestlers, whatever you want to call them with all these promotions, even if they do go on excursion, because it seems like, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know what the excursion program or calendar is like, but it seems like a lot of these young guys are staying in wrestling. And, you know, higher profile matches, which, you know, New Japan's kind of doing with their young lions as well. So it'll be interesting, but I, I'm glad they. I mean, they did the right thing. Okuda. I hope in the long run, it doesn't end up being a heel Watanabe turn. I want to see Okuda go into a program with Mochizuki. Those guys oh, would kick yeah. each other so hard it'd be like Goku fighting uh, Vegeta and Dragon Ball. Like the world would explode <laughs> while it's happening. Uh, but speaking uh, of the other other young you know, the young guys with the Mochizuki Dojo. Four stars, Alex. Strong Machine Army defeats Hio Watanabe, Yuki Yoshida. I just freaked out there. Something just ran across my carpet. I don't know what the hell that was. Oh. I think I just, like, a centipede. Okay. Bitch. All right. Let me let me go back here. I'm, like, looking over my... Okay. <laughs> Let's start over. Strong Machine <laughs> Army defeats Hio Watanabe, Yuki Yoshioka, and Kota Minora. Fantastic. Four stars on this one. Strong machines continue to impress. The problem I've said is they're just not getting over or they missed the window, it feels like. Do you think 
with how good that he's been, that maybe if this continues to not work after six months, you just take Strong Machine J and just repackage him as somebody different and just be done with it, but retain him because of how talented he is. I think I think you retain, but I, I think Strong Machine F and G have been proved in the last what three matches that I've seen of them. I thought they they seemed like a unit here. I think you keep ah. this going, honestly. I like um, that you know, idea. They, they kind of reminded me of you know the, the Super Smash Brothers or the Dark Order. You know, they, they kind of reminded me of their big guy who worked, but there was two of them. And you're like, oh, okay, this guy, you know, these guys can do the brute, brute work, but also can, can be the anchor on some tag team, you know, actual uh, movements here. But Strong Machine J, you know. I think he's doing fine. You know, everything is going correctly, except, you know, you have Watanabe, uh, Minora, and Yuki Yoshioko, which you root for. I'm like, damn, that tree of sets, you know, could be champion. I think <laughs> those three gentlemen proved the case, you know, for, for another rematch down the line. But I, I think you keep going with this. But, yeah, over time, maybe you have strong Gene J as, you know, separate. I don't know if you need to replace kids right away, um, and then we have FG be, you know, the bodyguard or the Avenger. You, you need to keep that, you... that crazy theme song going for a little while. <laughs> and you gotta have Shogun run out there, too. Were you yeah. confused that Hyo Watsunabe was the one who took the fall? Like, I didn't see that coming at all. Um, I would say I, I was not, because you have your two best guys on each team there, uh, and, and just a way for first machine J, you know, to, to kind of get the, the aspect there, you know, just like anyone going against Kento Miyahara, the opposition is to come out better almost than the champion is, you know, with each of those matches. I think he Nabe, you know, just flew it out of the park here. And and I will say the one thing too with with Watanabe taking the fall, now he can get the criticism from Mochizuki for running his mouth. And then he's the one who takes the fall. So I think you just get to play off pissed off uh, Watsonabe even more, which is pretty cool, actually. So I'm I'm with it. I, I retract my statement. I like it. And plus, to be fair, he was getting triple teamed. He got double power bombed by the bigger, strong machines. And then having a headbutt, uh, you know, from Jay, which led, <laughs> you know, to, of course, to that, that sit-down power bomb, winged combination. So I mean, he took some, some a brutal sequence, so... Be fine, like you said, he'll get his W back hopefully soon. Do you still have that that Corkin September 11th show card up? Um, let me grab it. Bing bong. Yeah, oh, girl. O R E D. Man, I think uh, I'm going to start working on our on uh, opening number nine for the show. Um, sometime in the next week or so, and the more and more I listen to it, I'm like, man, I think the R.E.D. theme is going to be the new intro. Of the do 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 I like nice. that. Nice. It's such a cool oh. theme. Oh, that's not it. Where is it? There we go. Alrighty, so we got the card for the September 11th show, Stormgates 2019. There's 
So the reason I want you to pull this up is what's in the undercard? Because there's a match, if I remember right, that caught my eye that kind of ties into what I mentioned to you earlier. So go through the – just what, start, start Dragon at the top. And Dragon Dia taking on Kota Minora and Yuki Yoshioka. That's tight. Keep all stopping with you. <laughs> and then uh to lead Kaito Ishida taking on Iowant Nabi and Kaisuke Okuda. Ooh. That's tight. Benke and Yoshi Kanda. Is that guy gonna have a bandage this time? Or are you talking <laughs> about Don Fuji, Gamma, Ajatora, Martin Curry taking on Gabi Horabuchi, Punch Tamanaga, Brogashi, and Hiroshi Mato. That's the one I'm talking about. <laughs> so, Don Fuji and Gamma, Strong Machine and F and G, are under their old gimmicks on this show with no Strong Machine presence whatsoever. Wait, what? What do you mean? So, Strong Machine G is Gamma, Strong Machine F is Don Fuji. So who's Jay? He's not on the show. I know he had that that elbow thing that's been bugging He's him. Not so maybe Kirby. <laughs> I wish Martin Kirby. I hope that dude gets a contract. <laughs> you know, like I said before, I don't watch a lot of Defiant and stuff like that over there, but I kind of like Martin Kirby, man. He's got it tight. <laughs> he's in the ring. He gets his issue. So I mean, he's he's very impressive. That's for sure. Um. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's kind of, that was the match I was looking for. It's just a little interesting that there's no Strong Machine J, but they're putting Don Fuji and Gamma back in their old gimmicks. Like you said, maybe that is a, a kind of a not a spoiler, but but kind of planting the seeds, foreshadowing, if you will, on the, the possible uh, split if the title it, reign does not work. It just says to me that they're trying to make sure people don't forget about those two guys. Which in turn says maybe they really are thinking like this isn't working like we thought it was going to, or shit, we missed the boat and should have had them. We should have we should have strapped them. We should have belted them up earlier, you know. And they didn't. So, we'll but I think they're they're progressing. I think in the right way. I don't think it's you yeah. know to pull the alarm yet. Like oh, battle you know, battle stations. I think they're fine as the trio. But what's great is, you know, you could see other teams that could possibly be the team to throw them. And, you know, just the way how strong machines are going, you know, that could be for a while or maybe not until yep. next year of some, some sort. So, but, you know, again, we all know Jay is going to be the guy, you know, the breakout single-wise. And they'll go back being Don Fuji and Gamma. Yeah, so that's just, like I said, just a little kind of like a – just throwing it out there as a random, like, hmm, interesting that they're not, uh, you know, they don't have him on the show, but they have the other guys. It just kind of caught me off guard. Um, Then we had the other two matches just wrapping up the show. Uh, We saw Real Extreme Diffusion members Kazuma Sakamoto, Diamante, Takashi Yoshida, and Yasushi Kanda took on the random team of Kness, Supershiza, Kanichiro Arai, and Rio Saito. Um, I I went two stars on this, um, but I changed it to a two and a half because of uh, of Cyberpunk's uh, his post match. Uh, the victory was Super Shiza via DQ on mask pull by Yoshida. I bumped a half a star just because Yoshida is such a dick 
that. I uh, I was so happy with the way that that match ended. <laughs> Yanking that man. mask and missing in the process. <laughs> you know, I went, God, this is a two-star special. I'm two and a half because it's a Gashi Yoshida. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I don't really have anything about this. Match. Anything you want to say about this match, you want to move on. Nope, Cyber Kong is God. <laughs> Did you ever go on your Facebook page or Messenger and look at that dope picture of Red that I sent you with all of them in their suits? How awesome Takashi Oshida looks in his suit? No, but I'm going to look now. Go look at that picture because I was like, damn, he is fucking tight. And when I Whoa, saw that, he's like if Ishii had hair and was blonde. Yeah. I would, have they ever touched Ishii and the... Uh... Oh. So, there's a Dragon Gate show from like 2000... Dude, Big R looks crazy with clothes. Because <laughs> he wrestles naked. Ada, what a um, freaking scumbag. Jeez. God, I... Dude, put that... Could you imagine the, the just the douchiness that would, would exude from an Ata J White combo? <laughs> oh, like I, I, can, I feel can like we I get an Ata Hiromu Takahashi match in the future, like four years down the line? Dude, if I, Is that Daga? Ata? Yeah, Daga, man. Apparently Daga has been in talks with Dragon Gate about coming back. He's in he's in real extreme diffusion. Yeah, he's in red. Um, somebody was like, man, if the Daga talks are true, hopefully they send Diamante back and bring Daga. <laughs> oh, Diamante is just so horrible. He's tra- trash. Um, why does Ben <laughs> K.A. look like Roman Reigns, but also a cyborg? Oh, a Terminator. Roman Reigns with Ben K. Just keeps it's saying the same that. person. <laughs> but trash. he looks just like him in there. <laughs> um, seriously, why he- does he have a cyborg guy? Oh, yeah, because he's got that weird white eye. That was like a gimmick thing they did with him for a while. Oh, man. Um, and somebody was like, maybe Daga's been watching Diamante and made the phone call. Like, hey, homie, why don't you just stay home and I'll just finish the tour <laughs> up for you. T- Tessa what Blanchard if it's Daga to- under the mask except he has stilts on <laughs> and forgot how to wrestle? Then I would be pissed at life. I, I, I love the, how Pac isn't doing his nerdy WWE dress that he would always do. Is like a checkered button down and like nerd glasses. I'm like, who is this librarian? It should have been the librarian. Dude, when when I look at that picture of Real Extreme Diffusion, I'm like, dude, these guys are fucking badass, dude. Like they look like a bunch of yakuza mobsters. Like they're gonna wreck your life. What I'm loving about Japanese wrestling the the last three years of me getting into it is the importance of factions. And Dragon Gate, I mean, it's far none some of the best faction work. Of course, New Japan has, you know, four or five top factions. But this these groups that they have and how they just intermingle, you know, whenever they they want to, which is pretty crazy. (laughs) And it's it's just something where it it makes you miss that stuff. You know, that that 80s, 90s wrestling where it's like, oh, I grew up with this. And they're making the importance of of a group, of a team and what they can do. And, yeah, we're here to dominate. And when there's so (laughs) many factions, you're just like, holy shit. I mean, Chaos has the best wrestler in the planet. But when you talk about factions in New Japan, they're what, maybe three? Or mm-hmm. yeah, what do you got? Chaos, Suzuki Goon, Lij, and Bullet Club. I mean, I like Suzuki Goon a little bit more 
than a team that consists of Will Ospreay and Kazuchika Okada. Sorry, she <laughs> Um, And then real quick, um, we saw Yosuke Santa Maria, Kakatora, Sashioko Boy, Dragon Dia, and Jimmy defeat Probably Yashi, Punch Tobinaga, Bandai Ryu, or Problem Dragon, whatever you're calling Hiroshi Yamato and Martin Kirby, Yosuke Santa Maria with, with her crucifix bomb pin on Punch Tobinaga. That was on the first one match. I went three stars, fun match. This is the end of the live stream for those listening. Um, as for what I didn't want, but I knew it was going to happen, and I can't shut my mouth, and that's part of the problem. We're going podcastable. Thanks for listening. Catch us on the on the the replay when you get it. With that being said, Alex, it is down to hour three as we play the game. Um, Holy shit! We both got to get up at six forty. Real quick, I just wanted to go over with you on this. I kind of tweaked. Our, or the thought of our awards for the year. Okay. And tried to get rid of some of the negative and add more of the positive with it. Like Japanese wrestler <laughs> faction of the year? So, <laughs> so for, for worst of the year, I have story, match, disappointment, company, male and female. So just six categories. Ooh. For best, I have male, female, Tag, stable, singles match, tag match, faction, show, breakout, young gun, improved, company, feud, face, and heel. And then, then like, angle or story. So I, I wow. kept, it, kept the same number of awards, but I got rid of a bunch of the worst ones to add more to the positives. Because I think this has been a more positive year, so... Because <laughs> I started working on my, my list already. I have two, four. I have ten for my, my best male wrestlers so far. Wow. And then I was like, damn. I only have two people for my heel of the, heel of the year. Can you guess the two of those? Uh, Jay White and Tully Blanchard. Oh, you were one for two on that one. Unfortunately, Tully Blanchard was not on the list. I will give you a mulligan if you would like. Um, if you're talking to the WWE, I'm gonna say John Moxley. I'm going to say Ata. Ata, oh, he's bag, cutting dreads. Yankees dreads. Yeah, and then they're just pounding on his head like a bunch of ass. Um, so I'm. I'll send you those award or that that list over of of what I what I kind of added on you. You tell me what you want to keep, what you don't want to keep, and we'll go from there. But uh, all about the Cracker Barrel class, though, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we got three shows to still preview here, Alex. Um, Seven minutes. We can do four, five minutes per, per show. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, speed round, speed round. I will let you run the table with here. Uh, take control uh, of the show here. All right, wrestling fans, it's a hell of a week. Especially for actually today, if you're on the East Coast and as mid or I should say Central, uh, on August 31st we got New Japan heading to uh, to uh, England here, London at the Copper Box Arena. Uh, you know, kind of teaming up with Bro here, putting out a pretty damn good card. Suke Taguchi, Shotaminu, I'm a Narita guy taking on Punky TK, Rocky Ramirez. Show and Yo in a six-man tag. One opener. This guarantees to be uh, 
Uh, and who does Shota Minu pin in this match? Ooh. Gotta be, gotta be a young lion. You don't think Minu's gonna get the win after that Boxley run? See, I, I think like I would love Shota Minu. See, oh, okay. Let me, let me, let me break it down this way. I think the fact that Shota Aminu got put in that spot. To me, that makes me say that he that they're not going to give him a tour. Like he's not going to go and do any kind of a like an excursion. But I because I, I don't know where they send him. But no, I mean I, I still think I guess I'll I'll, I'll say Ren Narita takes the fall. Okay. Um, Punk UK, I think it's definitely winning this match. But no, I, I like that you brought that up because I think there's a very good chance that Shoto Amino is one of the first guys who doesn't actually go on an excursion because they're just like, look, man, he's gotten rubs and he's done a ton. Let's do well, something. Well, Red Narita then does not deserve to go on an excursion either. No, uh, Red Narita's next tight. match. You are a Red Narita guy. <laughs> Hell yes. Uh, the Dream Team versus the Meh Team. We got both club members. Well, I guess Steel Pimp would be a welcome out in Jolly Old London. Uh, Yujiro Takahashi and Hikaleo will take on the dream team of you wrestling trainers there, especially with New Japan. Juice Robinson, Mr. Flan. This should just be called Team Flamboyant. Juice Robinson and Kota Abushi, your G1 Climax a 29 winner, Ryan. Who is going to, uh, I should say, Hikaleo Gonna pin Juice Robinson, or is Juice Robinson pin This is the goofiest match I have seen in a long time. It's a trap match. How does Kota Ibushi go from winning the G1 to being in a random tag match with Yujiro and Hikaleo? Makes no sense to me. Um, Kota Ibushi is gonna pin Yujiro. Uh, is my pick, but. I don't know. I'm really confused by this one. Hey, every guy's got to have a feature. The G1 for God's sakes. Speaking of God's sakes, we got another bullet match this time with Bone Soldier himself, better kind, Taiji Ishimori, and LP Phantasmo. He'll flick off any child in the audience. Uh, will be taking on Chaos members. What? Robbie Eagles, the Sky Assassin. Uh, and the aerial assassin, is that the same thing? Will Osprey, uh, Team Chaos, <laughs> Team Bullet Club. Um, who do you guys? Uh, obviously, Chaos, right? Um, I think they have to because I think you want to set up a tag match at a destruction show with Osprey and Eagles. Um, I mean, there's. I I don't want to give spoilers to the Super J Cup because I know what's gonna. Ha- well, I know what happens Ooh. with the Super J Cup. Yeah, so I'm I'm not gonna say it. I got spoiled on that. So I'm gonna be quiet on that. So I think there there is a lot of reasons with it too. But yeah, I um I'll go chaos. Watching. I I don't know if it's not worth watching because I haven't seen it. If that makes sense, but um I don't know. Wow. I'll, I'll go chaos. I'll go chaos. Interesting. I mean, there was a lot of backlash on a member of the. I remember the tournament for a comment he made, and he he like had to come out and apologize for it and everything. But really, I I shut down all notifications with Super J Tiger <laughs> Pacific Northwest. Uh, next 
tag match involving dun, 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 the Bullet Club. Uh, this time we have uh, Ryan Sun's favorite. Uh, we got Chase Owens. Um, Chase. Jay White. The, the heel of the year. The guy who should be swapping spots with Kazuchika Okada on that PWI 500 2019 edition. Taking on the Hapon members, Sonata, Tetsuya, Naito. Two pretty good one climax appearances by three out of these four. Even if you could say Chase Owens had some memorable moments in Fale's corner. Ryan, does LIJ regain supreme or is J going to go after that IC title. Um, supposedly, Jay White's wrestling Naito at destru- one of the Destruction shows, so I'm going to go Bullet Club here to get the victory, so then that way, Jay White does look strong going into the Naito match. Oh, that's going to be good. Why isn't that a match? Oh, yeah, because well, it's going to be a challenge for you. No, it's, I'm telling you, it, I'm telling you, there's going to be a they're going to do a mini tournament. We're going to see <laughs> Naito J. White, and then we're going to see Okada Ibushi. And then the second night at the Dome, we're going to get Naito beating Okada. I'm standing behind it that Okada is dropping the title at this Dome show to Naito. If that Until happens. Until I'm I'm... Keg, and we're going to drink it in downtown uh, Rapungi. <laughs> Drink We're just going to ah! <laughs> No, we'll go to Yano's bar because his bar is right there. But isn't it going to be packed? I don't know. I, I, I found out. So, so me, me, and uh, so the New Japan store is on the street cor- is on one of the corners. I don't know the streets. What obviously, you go down the street and then it was the karaoke place. Me and Eli- or me and Isaiah went to. And what we didn't realize was across the street from the karaoke place was Toriano's bar. We were Man. So Toriano's bar. That guy's selling CDs. Uh, but who's going to be selling in this match? The tag team uh, <laughs> championship. The heavies. It goes to Destiny. And Tonga Loa will be taking on the Briscoes. Psych, one of them's hurt. But they're taking on uh, one of my favorite tag teams in 2018. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen a lot in 2019, but I'm sure this match will be off. Sales. Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis, Aussie Open. Uh, what oh. do you think about this little interpromotion with many I am so excited that Aussie Open won the tournament. Um, they beat the team of Josh Bonham and Shea Samuels to win this. Uh, actually, about 12 hours ago, they beat them. Uh-huh. I look. I'm gonna go Gorillas of Destiny on this one, but I hope I'm wrong, and I hope Aussie Open wins. I hope Aussie Open joins New Japan. Yes, and I hope they're at least part of the uh, the uh, tournament coming up. The 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 World Tag League. Because think about this: New Japan needs to do something with their tag division. Aussie Open would be a great addition. Just do it. Oh, yeah. Who do you have Archer team with, by the way, is not signed in New Japan? I keep letting them run this uh, run the singles run. Yeah, but you got to keep that momentum open unless you have him go against Ishii for the for open. 
I mean, he's still technically Suzuki Goon, so I mean, there's avenues uh, you can go. With. Man, what if it was him and Noru as a tag team, or oh, Zack Saber Jr. After Wild sort of Archer. I am all for Lance Archer after what we saw in the G1. That dude worked his ass off. I would say one of two matches I'm highly disappointed I won't be seeing this weekend live would be at Warrior Wrestling, where it's Alex Zay and Lance Archer. Oh, that'd be so dope. That's on uh, Sunday, right? Big Ben Fling. And, and we've yeah. been to Warrior Wrestling. There's no give or from the ring to the audience. Maybe four feet? It's yeah. not been. No, that would be tremendous to see. Sorry, Frank the Clown. Uh, but what I'm not sorry Frank, for like, is the next match. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see that the, shit. Sorry, no, Foley's the, uh, the, the ref, I'm sure that's going to happen. I've never opened weight championship match. Shomo Hiroishi defending the title. <laughs> Again, Kenta. All caps. Wow. Kenta joining Bullet Club was, you know, I would say almost as big of news as a big one in the uh, G1 Climax during the finals that night. Uh, Kenta making a name for himself with his new affiliation. But, of course, Chaos members do not get along with those of the Bullet Club. Uh, so what do you think? Who do you got? Does she retain, hopefully? Uh, or or does Kenta to keep this momentum? Does he want to strap? I think Kenta's winning the title. Oh, my gosh. But I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Uh, next match for the British Heavyweight Championship match, Hiroshi Tanahashi, no ace, uh, is going against Saberism. What did he say he wants? He said, no more strong style. I want everyone to be in awe the art of saberism. And I'm all for that. The ace coming off a, you know, disappointing G1, especially coming off the win at last year's tournament. Uh, Zach Super Jr., yes, he did do some whining uh, this year's G1 tournament uh, with some of his earlier losses. Definitely had some memorable matches down the line. Oh, yeah, he won the New Japan Cup. Uh, you know, Hiroshi Tanahashi, all that good stuff. Who do you got in this match here? Uh, the 43rd wrestler, according to PWI in the world, Zack Sabre Jr. Awesome. Uh, this next match, uh, again, the finals of the <laughs> climax. An excellent stretch of matches, of course, including a tag match uh, with Chaos taking on uh, Suzuki Goon. This time, Daddy getting the match pile driver in the over Kazuto Okada, and he's just hand me the damn title, boy. I <laughs> beat you. Give me that that championship. And uh, he's looking to uh, hopefully reclaim and stretch the Rainmaker out. Uh, but let's be real. Okada is going to let it fall. Uh, but who we got here? Does Daddy have a chance? You know, I'm almost positive Okada's not losing until the Dome. But if you're ever going to have Minoru Suzuki win the title, why not do it in London, where he's been such a big staple of RevPro? Like, I, I, I would say it's 99 to 1% chance Okada wins. Like, I, I almost think there's no chance he wins. But if you're ever going to do it, this is the time to do it. I mean, would it hurt any credibility? Obviously not 
as Suzuki, probably not Okada either. But credibility of Japan, where people could say, you know, the guys who follow New Japan for decades, they're like, oh, they're going to WWE routes, hot potato with the title. What do you think? Yeah. It's 2019, everyone. Get over it. Give Minoru his moments, and we'll have Okada on it back. Power shuffle. No, I mean, there's no point in Okada losing the title here. Like, there's no, like, you, you don't have him. Like, it's it just, it, he's not going to lose. No, you don't do it. it. It'd be dumb to do it. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that as, a, you, know, I, you know, as somebody who's one of the biggest Minoru Suzuki fans there is. But I just, it, no, you just, it doesn't make sense to do it. It's it's a perfect storyline because you kept you got to keep Suzuki out of the G one so he could rest because he's just older and doesn't need to do it. The minute he found he was kept out, he said, "Suzuki Army, gather with me and we are going to riot." Yeah. The first show after the tournament ended, the G one finals, he pins the champion. He goes, "Now that you have helped me riot, we're going to take the title." It's the best storyline they could have done for the guy. Oh, it's beautiful. Give him a and, chance. And no problem with him not beating Okada. Okada's uh, the pound for pound. He's the best wrestler alive. There's nothing wrong with him jobbing out. Apparently, he's the number five wrestler alive. Uh, but no, <laughs> well, that's a pretty damn back show. Um, yeah, I this mean, is gonna be fun. One, two, three, four, five. I mean, six out of the eight matches. Even the the Abushi Robinson Bullet Club match. Actually, no. This card is pretty damn good. I'm all for it. Unfortunately, um, Fight TV, uh, we'll see. But we'll see on New Japan World. Uh, coming up uh, next in the afternoon on Saturday, uh, or I should say, yeah, on Saturday. I'm not sure when Royal Quest is on, uh, but I'm sure these two might overlap. But NXT UK TakeOver, Cardiff, NXT UK brand's second TakeOver event. Um, short and sweet Travis Banks, Noam Dar. Wow, what submissions over under 22 different submissions by both competitors in this match, Ryan? I'll, I will go, I will go under because I think this is going to be the opposite. I think this is going to be a stiff, strong style fight. Yeah, I just realized Banks is more of a striker and will kick his damn head off. <laughs> Especially when he um, Shinobi kicks him off the uh, off the ropes there. I I feel like Travis Banks is probably the pick here, but I really think if they're smart, they have uh, no no f that. I'm I'm going uh, Travis Banks. Nice. Uh, coming up next, Joe Coffey will be taking on Dave Mastiff. I couldn't tell you who was who since they are very identical, but <laughs> they will uh, show who they are when they compete. In a last man standing match, their big hoss battle. Who do you got, Dave Coffey or Joe Mastiff? I will go Joe Mastiff, um, <laughs> and hopefully something that that like last man standings are either the best or the worst match stipulation ever. And I'm yeah. really nervous. This is not going to be good. Um, I'm hoping I'm wrong, but after I mean Joe Coffey. He's the bad luck folly to Pete Dunn's Will Ospreay. <laughs> like, like Pete Dunn, Joe Coffey sucked, and I was oh, like, God, this is bad. So I, I let's go, Dave Mastis. I'm hoping it goes ten minutes, but I'll, I'll take him for the dub. <laughs> ten minute last man standing match. That's the worst. 
What's that going to be? Or worse is a triple threat uh, tag team matchup for the NXT UK Tag Team Championship. We got Gallus, uh, Dave Coffey, and the Wolfgang. Sorry, Mark Coffey and Wolfgang will be taking on Mark Andrews, Flash, Morgan, Webster, and the champs, GYV. Wait, yeah, I got that right. Zach Gibson, James Drake, Grizzly Young Vets. Who do you got? Are the champs retaining? And who is Wolfgang going to get pinned by? Let's go. Let's go, Grizzled Young Veterans. They're, uh, they're, they, they, it doesn't make any sense to have Andrews and Morgan Webster. Uh, it, like, this is it's my problem with that. But, but that's my problem with, take, with, with NXT UK is they take these guys and they just kind of just throw them together because they don't know what to do. Like, Flash Morgan Webster was, what, what, isn't he like in the 186 or whatever he is in yes. progress? I, and I'm probably way off with that name, but Mar- why is Mark Andrews tagging with him? Like, what, what that, where the hell did that come from? Why don't you just call him Team Progress? Coming let's soon do that. To the WWE Network. Team Progress is not winning. Neither is Gallus. So let's go. Uh, we'll go Grizzly Young Vets. Next for the NFC UK Women's Championship, she earned her spot by winning a battle royal. Ray taking on Ryan's favorite wrestler, Tony Storm. Who do you have? Tony Storm with the dub. Kaylee Ray, I'm excited to see back. It's been a while on on WWE television since the first May Young Classic. But Kaylee Ray is fantastic. Dang, that's where she's from. Um, well, she she's been a great like she's a she's a UK wrestler, but uh, Tony Storm gets the dub. She ain't losing it. Ooh, she just beat could this be could this be low? Match of the night. Uh yeah, I I mean I think so because I think Banks and Dar is eh. I don't have any interest in Mastiff Coffee. I don't have any interest in the three way tag. Um, this aside from the main event is the only thing I really have like a like an interest in watching. Like I'm gonna be honest with you, if there's one show I'm skipping this weekend, this is the one. Um, I'll watch the main. You're not gonna event. watch the last two. Yeah, I mean, but my point is I'll watch these last two, yeah. And, and if yeah. I can, like, I'm going to try. I mean, for the sake of the show and everything, too. But, you know, I, I love watching as much wrestling as humanly possible. I, you know, I want to absorb as much as I can. So I'm going to try to watch it. But I just, I don't know. You can tell that this show is a forced product of trying to cock block New Japan and all elite wrestling. But then why don't they put on their matches if two out of the five are just, I mean, are they waiting for their big in theory, in the crowd in, uh, in Cardiff, Wales. No, it's because they they they, they do. Pop? No, they do like five six weeks of TV at once, and then they go, "Oh shit, these companies are running on the same day. We got to get in on it quick. Throw some angles together." <laughs> and by the way, uh, Walter looks like PCO on the Takeover Cardiff uh, poster. Whoa. Mind-numbing how much he looks like he does. Hopefully, he doesn't um, malfunction and dive at nobody, which is one of the greatest (laughs) gimmicks in all pro wrestling. Is I can't do a suicide dive, and I do it to nobody because I malfunction while in the ring. It's one of the funniest things. (laughs) Um, But no, I mean to be fair, Tony Storm, Kaylee Ray should be really fun. Kaylee Ray is a great worker. Uh, Tony Storm just beat Rhea Ripley, who it looks like we may be getting Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler next, which signed me the F up. Wait, uh, that'll what? be awesome. Yeah, that sounds like the way it might be going is Ripley uh, 
Ripley Wait, Baszler. Did you find a hundred thousand dollars for say yeah, hate then, talk on on yeah. uh, that webcam? Hating her blood like that, you made the pre-song. It's okay. Y'all got hate in your blood. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, Tony Storm ain't losing already. Let's go, Tony Storm. Yeah. God, Ripley and Shayna Baszler. <laughs> um, for the main event. Yeah, that Ripley can't oh to see God. the build-up for that. Like, like just <laughs> cocky, beat your ass, badass dicks. How God, perfect is be awesome. Ripley, if they do this, she could just walk up to Baszler chewing bubblegum and just smiling at her like, I'm a bigger badass than you are. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it'd be so good. I'm sorry, but I'd rather see Pete Dunne and Rhea Ripley be what – I'm not saying that they're going out. Like, a better tandem than Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Like, oh, I could would... be like, oh, yeah, they would murder those guys. They would have murdered Becky Lynch. Seth Rollins. I, I hope Pete Dunn is giving her a uh, – never mind. I was I was excited for the t- t- tandem that you brought up. <laughs> Not for your events. <laughs> which, if you have the WWE Network, I mean, I watched their 24-minute video buildup. Watching champion, United Kingdom champion, Walter, like, train a class in WXW. Him just talking crazy good English, and I'm like, not saying that he wasn't going to, but like, I, I've never heard him talk more than maybe a few like looks. I honestly don't think I've ever heard Walter speak. And so for him to speak like fantastically throughout this whole thing, like wow. A, it sucks that we're going to get Walter and Brock Lesnar, and B, Walter is your Brock Lesnar, but on a weekly basis or. You can make an attraction like the Beast and have him be a dominant. And so that's why I think you got to go Walter in this case. It's too soon. But, Ryan, if they totally reenacted their progress, chapter whatever, Hello Wembley from August of last year of 2018, could, if they did the exact same match, could that win over this American NXT audience? Yeah, because that match was tremendous. Like, that was such a good match. And, you know, the story they told was so perfect. I, You know, I'm not even going to lie. I kind of hope that they formulated to work that same sort of a pattern. I don't think it's a bad thing. If you give me Tyler Bate Valter 2 and it's very similar, okay, cool. You tweak some of the things that you want to adjust near your finish. But you give us the same meat and potatoes, the same bread and butter of the match, I'll take it all day. Because that match was incredible. And that's the, that's the only reason I really care about this show. Like, I will watch Tony Storm and Ky- Kaylee Ray because I'm watching the event. But if it wasn't Walter and Tyler Bate, I may not even really watch this show. I mean, this match has a chance to be another five-star classic and slide into that list of match of the year that, you know, we haven't seen a ton of, like. This this has been the year where we've had so many like four and a quarter or three quarter matches, but not matches that have hit that full five. At least in my book, this is the one that would. Like they have a spot to do it, so just do it. Give them give them thirty minutes and let them go. Because you gave Joe Coffee and Pete Dunn thirty minutes and it, and, and Joe Coffee couldn't do it. So don't don't be scared of that formula when you got these two guys in that ring. Do you think 
I mean, this is an obvious, obvious ploy. But just like Jim Simmons, like, hey, I did this match last year at Wembley Stadium. It went over like gangbusters on the internet, you know, that night. Let's just do it again now. Literally like a year later from their first encounter. It's true. Yeah, we're what, like three weeks uh, away from what Hello Wembley was last year, Progress 76. It's so true. I mean, it's so crazy. He's like, yeah, they'll eat it up. I mean, but it really is your best option without doing uh, another rematch with, with Pete Dunne. So, um, yeah, like you said, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to the card, but yeah, it's, it's primarily kind of Walter and Tyler Bates. Yeah, I, I mean, don't this, know what this Dave is the is. three. This is definitely the weaker of the three shows. Weaker of the three. Well, unfortunately, Strong <laughs> Media and WrestleCast Radio is uh, are, are not at All Out this year. Um, kind of over in uh, the Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Um, but we had a tremendous time last year. Uh, again, instead of being all in, Ryan, they're all out. Uh, Ten matches, two on the pre-show. So if we got Private Party taking on Angelico and Jack Evans and what's going to be a flipping disaster in all the <laughs> right ways. Uh, fun match. I, I'm going to go. You got to keep the momentum, especially with Private Party, the young buck. I'm one of the, the couple of uh, TNT shows uh, next month. I, I got to go Private Party. Who do you got? Yeah. Yeah, Private Party's getting the W on this. And Helico and Jack Evans are in a great spot because they're there just to do what they do, good and Look go good. out. They're not, they're not being booked for anything. They're a great enhancement talent type job team. Yeah, I and... haven't known these guys are wrestling for like 18 years because they still look like <laughs> yeah. they're 18. Do you remember when like, we randomly were watching a Dragon Gate show like two weeks yeah. ago when we were talking on the radio? And it was like, oh my God, I just watched Jack Evans die. This is from like Dragon Gate 2006 Kobe World. Yeah, was it Shima? Yes. <laughs> uh, second uh, second match uh, for the pre-show here. A 21-woman Casino Battle Royale. Uh, I mean, wasn't Jordan Grayson last year, so could there be one dude? Um, but anyways, the winner will receive a match for the inaugural AEW World Championship. Uh, October 2nd there, uh, the announced participants so far, uh, Shazza McKenzie, Awesome Kong, Sadie Gibbs, Big Swole, Jazz, Ivelisse, Teal Piper, the daughter of the Hot Rod, uh, Brandy Rhodes, Ashley, Britt Baker, Nyla Rose, 10 other uh, opponents will be making their entrances at Sears Center um, on a scale of 1 to 10. Who will uh, I should say, on a scale of 1 to 10, Ryan, does Awesome Kong win this battle royal? I'll go 8. God, that would be so good. Wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go... I'm going to go Britt Baker. Man, let's hope she's not getting cussed. Cause that would suck. <laughs> yeah, we don't need her tagging the wrong uh, Japanese woman again. No, but no, but that would suck. But uh, I mean, Big Swole. Well, what's your favorite Big Swole uh, program? Um, I I guess the May Young Classic. Is if Brandy Rose walks out the winner, do people riot? 
Yes, that would suck. Do you <laughs> want booze on pre-show to get people to order the? No, I mean it's the same thing I said. I don't think all elite wrestling even cares about the uh, the pre-show at this point. Like they don't they don't book anything like the pre-show. You know what I mean? Like what are they? They don't they don't seem to care. They don't they don't <laughs> like explain this to me. Like you you're giving away a free pre-show and you don't have one bit of Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes or Chris Jericho on it ever. Like who are you selling this to then? You'll get some random videos of the young bucks in the back. But yeah, you're right. They're, you're not going to get any of the other higher aspects um that that you kind of want to see. But who knows? It could be fun. Yeah, got I mean, another show to sell you know, in November, which AEW, uh, I believe, tickets went on sale earlier today. Coming back to the Hoffman Estates, uh, Sears Center Arena, uh, for like a day or two days, or it will be the day before Thanksgiving. So, thank you, retail. Won't be going. Um, <laughs> next time we have a random six-man tag team match. Uh, just fun together, but uh, hey, it makes sense. Um, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and the Marco Stunt, which apparently is getting stupid money uh, by signing with AEW. Way more than NXT wrestlers. What? Taking on SoCal Uncensored, Christopher Davis, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky. Um, on paper, it's a head scratch, but how gnarly is this uh, wrestling match going to be? It'll be fun. I don't think we're going to get anything meaningful out of it, but I understand why they did it. I'm fine with it. Um, I hope so. Does Luchasaurus choke slam through a table in this match? Uh, if anybody, Frankie Kazarian. Uh, trick question, Marco Stunt. Uh, and <laughs> what could be the match? <laughs> yeah, what could be the match of the night here? Karashita. Uh, Taking on Riho, both oh. ladies, I believe, are two and one in the all-important wins and losses. All Elite Wrestling prides themselves on who kind of gets that three and a one uh, record there, Ryan. Um, let's go with Hikaru Shita to get the W. Ooh. Makes sense. Riho so good, but no, he definitely yeah. got to start tying up just your Hikaru Shita. She just won the stardom high speed title. So like I could see her having enough stardom commitments where they don't want to go that route. I also think because Hikaru Shida got the whole Hikaru Shida is all elite and she's got her own shirt on for wrestling tees. And that's why I'm oh, going yeah. that route. Nope. That is definitely a smart choice to, you know, because I believe the winner of that match, Ryan will face the winner. The uh, 21 Women Casino Battle Royale, I believe, is what oh. I was Yeah, it'll be Hikaru Shita taking on Britt Baker. Oof. Is what I'm. My my uh, best uh, gambling senses. It only it only makes sense. Uh, you know what uh, doesn't make sense? Uh, the Cracker Barrel Clash. Year, Ryan. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a hardcore to the gill. I don't think we'll be seeing uh, any uh, Dick Druids this time at the City Center uh, since we do have Joey Janela in this match involving a Cracker Barrel will be used to clash on but uh, again this match is going to be an awesome train wreck 
Give them 20 minutes, and these guys will impress the hell out of you. Jimmy, 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 beep. Havoc. This is going to be awesome. Uh, Janela's going to get that elbow off of probably the tallest ladder on that stage that they have. I usually stop at the Sears Center. Uh, but who is he driving that elbow through, Ryan? Havoc or Darby? Uh, let's go Jimmy Havoc. Ooh. I think Janela wins the match, but I think Darby Allen has the best chance to be the guy to actually win. I think Jimmy Havoc has the least chance to win. Oh, so sad, but I highly agree. Janela definitely picks up that victory in a singles match, which why isn't it a grudge match? Because, you know, he didn't make them bleed and caused the internet to go haywire. Uh, Sean Spears, 10 10 10 bringing on his horseman, uh, I guess, HBC, Kelly Blanchard, uh, the, the, I mean, really he is, but Kelly uh, uh, Blanchard uh, in his corner will be taking on Cody. Uh, Dustin Reynolds is not in his corner. Dustin Rhodes, um, do you think they come out with a hologram of Dusty Rhodes? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mean that a bad thing, but let's not get too crazy. Oh man, that is funny. Uh, what I wanted to say <laughs> was that a horrible joke I was trying to get out because uh, it's one a.m. We, we got to get up. Uh, Tully Blanchard is definitely uh, the Joey Bishop of the Horsemen. Was a good thing. Lucha <laughs> Brothers, Pentagon Jr., and Ray Phoenix, who regained their Triple H Tag Team Championship at one of the events, I believe, a few weeks ago, uh, taking the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. I don't believe there's any back spasms, uh, Matt or Nick, this time. Uh, I heard Phoenix could be a little bit up, but we'll see from that. Uh, Ladder Matt, Chicago. Uh, with uh, stunts and coordinator, uh, you know, Matt and Nick. Who do you got in this match? I mean, ah, this is going to be insane. But uh, I know they're soured on the Lucha Bros, but I think they retain the AAA tag team. At yeah, it, there's, I would say this is my most obvious. This is my Okada Osprey or Kenta Kodabushi. There's no way the Lucha Bros are losing to the Young Bucks again. It's just not happening. And then please keep them away from each other as far as humanly possible. Until 2022. Yeah, like the next, like, five years, please. And look, (laughs) let me me say this, too. For everybody that's going to watch All Out tomorrow, if you've never seen these guys wrestle, you're going to look at this and go, this is the greatest match I've ever seen in my life. And I don't blame you for that by any reason. And, you know, it, it may pop me that hard, but it just... There's just never there hasn't been four guys in a long time where I'm just like, Oh my god, like I don't care if I watch them wrestle again. And it's it's not it, it it's not to knock their ability or them, you know, with what they do in, in the ring. It's just wow, we've seen this a lot in the last like five, six months. <laughs> it's just like, all right, like I get it. Let's let's go a different direction. It's like Gorilla the Destiny Briscoe brothers uh uh, yeah. In a tag match, <laughs> in a tag match, I'm looking forward to more so than the latter match. Uh, best friends Chuck Taylor and Brent Brito, who smoked a cigarette at 
the Hyatt last year while Ryan and Demtris were getting the chat and taking on the Dark Order, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. But get this, Ryan. The winner of this match, which they had to <laughs> wrestle before this match to get into the match, received a first-round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament, which will be played outside in the first couple of shows of AEW on TNT every Wednesday night. Ryan, this match is going to be effing awesome, but the Dark Order has got to get that bye, right? Yeah, you, you, you'd be, if, if you don't have them win, everything you did was for nothing. You know what I mean? Like, they, they have to get this W. The, the only way I can consensually see the Dark Order losing is if they've truly given up on the gimmick or if they don't want them to win the title, but they want them to be relevant, so they lose in the finals. It's no, that not, gimmick's not, too awesome. Yeah, it's not tomorrow. They're not losing, or they're not losing tonight, no. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh next up, the co main event, if not let's be real, the real main event. Uh the cleaner, Kenny Omega, will be taking on a guy who had a wonderful G one climax in John Ma I mean uh, uh, Pac. Wait, did what did you watch Is the Omega interview? No, did I did you not. Watch that? When he's like, I couldn't give a shit if John Moxley never comes to AEW. He's Whoa. like, you spent the last two months after after building up this match, wrestling in a tournament where you're wrestling every other night, and then you get hurt. And you think I should have sympathy for you? I sit at home like a professional and trained and got ready for this match. Like it was, it was a really good promo, dude. It was a, it was a good really shoot. good. It, it was like a work shoot, I think. But it was done really well. Like, it, if anything, Moxley getting hurt might have been the best thing for this match with the Omega promo that he dropped. And, oh, yeah, we get Pac. You remember, that was the big rumor last year at All In, Ryan. Like, yeah. Pac's going to be the guy. He's going to show up. Still a great show. But, hey, Pac wasn't there because this is a crotchety old man. But him, Kenny Omega, this was a match we were supposed to get at Fighter. Right. Um. Well, we were supposed to get Pac and no, no. What was she was supposed no, to double, get it. nothing? What I was, what I was thinking. Of. It, oh yeah, it was uh, Lucha Bros and Pac against the Bucks and Omega. Yes. But weren't Omega and Pac supposed to fight? Was that double or nothing? No, double or no. nothing was Pac. And that Paige. was him and Jer. Pac and Pay. Correct, but for some reason I thought these two were fight, but hey, we get it just in a few hours, guys. This is going to be an insane matchup. Like you said, Kenny Omega it's seems like rule. he's ready. He was going to be a little, you know, like, you, were, you know, a lot of people are saying it's a little stale, you know, coming from Double or Nothing, but hey, bring Rust. I believe he even made a joke about that. I'm one of the B, uh, B elites that I watched a few weeks ago, but hey, this is going to rock. I mean, honestly, this is going to be the true main event. It's going to be a hard for the uh, the inaugural AEW World Championship match to kind of you know come down from so, but man, Pac Omega went you know, two years just one loss. Ken Omega, you know, kind of having a nice similar run there. Who got there? Um, I'm gonna go Kenny Omega because I don't think you have him go one and three. 
or one and two or whatever he would end up being right now. So uh, definitely taking Kenny. It, it's not going to hurt Pac to lose. And I still think Kenny's the guy. I, I think the reason that the guy who I'm going to pick to win the title in the next match or the, the match after or whatever is because he's going to be used to get Kenny to that next level. Agreed. And and by the way, once again, with everyone that's saying that there was creative differences, you know, Pac had a visa issue, guys. Let's just let's just look at it what it is. I don't think people realize that Pac pulled out of WrestleMania weekend in a match against Rich Swan. Do you think anybody in their right mind had booked Rich Swan to beat Pac? Hell no. This was a visa <laughs> issue that has been cleared up. Pac's coming to do business. He's going to job. No harm, no foul. Everyone needs to just get rid of that bad situation in their mouth. Like, do you think Do you think Pac was going was gonna to skip WrestleMania weekend to go work Riptide, probably making $1,000 or 500 bucks to work Cara Noir or whatever it was? No, probably not. Albeit, no. I loved the match. I mean, this is a four and a quarter match against uh, against that dude. But this was a visa <laughs> issue. It's cleared up. He did his due diligence with Ben K. He's now able to work outside. He's going to come put over Kenny Omega. Everyone's going to make a big stink about it. But I'm just trying to get ahead of everybody else and say that, dude, us at WrestleCast are like, just, just stop and realize that. Don't blow things out of proportion, please. It's it's just it was what it was. You know, Visa is what stopped all those those US shows for New Japan when Ishii and Goto or whatever couldn't work the shows and everything like that. So it it happens, guys. It's not a big deal. Uh what will be a big deal again will be the main event AEW World Championship will be given to the winner of the Hangman Adam Page taking on the goat, the pain maker, the guy who loves doing the back, did whatever the hell it's called. Does he do that anymore? I don't know. We'll find out in a few hours. Chris Jericho. Uh, this is going to be a fun match. Uh, this could be really good. Yes, we were a little critical of Jericho and uh, Mega at double or nothing. But, um, you know, I, I think Jericho has his game face on. This is a very important match for the company. Uh, as well as, uh, you know, to make Adam Page. I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, but I think Jericho picked up that victory because what's better, you know, for a new company is to have that guy have that journey for that chase again, you know, for, for that champion. But, of course, when he faces his Bullet Club, uh, former Bullet Club uh, brother, Kenny Omega, waiting on the line for the AEW championship. Who do you got, Page or Jericho? Yeah, Chris Jericho's winning this match, and that, that's not a bad thing. He did a great job establishing Adam Page as a future star, a great commodity for the company. But like I mentioned before, I think this whole reason is to have Chris Jericho be the guy to win the title and then drop it to Kenny because it makes more sense for Kenny to win the title from a guy that beat him at double or nothing. So I'll take Jericho. I think they'll do the correct business where Adam page will still get over. And then you can kind of start slow building Adam page, keep in your back pocket for a couple of years until it's time to put the strap on him. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Well, I mean, three pretty damn shows, um, events, uh, for all shows 
um, that have huge implications on the professional wrestling landscape. Yeah. Um, I, I would say because if people are going to get New Japan on Fight TV, which I think you should, or just New Japan World and wait a couple of days, Okada and Suzuki, I mean, I think that's going to, oh my God, that's a rock. Uh, Ishii Kenta as well, and of course, Walter and uh, Tyler Bates take over. But all out, you know, definitely has some matches, kind of terrible uh, to all in last year. Um, some pretty big implications. But Pocket Omega, is that the match out of these three shows? A must-see match? Uh, I think for me, it's it's Kenta and Ishii. Ooh, I love that answer. <laughs> I think that's going to be the... Like, I think that's going to rock. I am curious as to how long it's going to be until Royal Quest drops on the New Japan Network, or the New Japan World. I don't know, but I got New Japan banned on my Google search. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. A part of me wants to just say, screw it and just order it. No. Um, no. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm going to, uh, I'll buy... Uh, all out tonight before I go to bed here. Um, I'll, excuse me, I won't be able to watch any of these shows, like I said. Yeah, what uh, the bleep? It was all ex- it was like, man, I'm a cram wrestling watching, and we're putting up fencing and all that. And I was like, you know, I'm going to watch wrestling. I'm going to have WrestleCast Radio on Sunday night. It's two out of the <laughs> well, three. So tomorrow night, when I, or I'm guess I think Sunday night when I get home I'll probably watch All Out, and then. Well, I guess to be technically we can't watch Royal Quest. <laughs> That's what I said. Well, technically we only have All Out and two matches on NXT. You know, maybe we do a Sunday night show. Boom! You heard it here. And you heard it many times before, Russell Cats Radio, uh, Strong Style Media. Check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, at WrestleCast underscore SSM. Pro Wrestling Tees. Yes, where you get all your awesome wrestling merch, your Russell Cats Radio shirts, uh, awesome uh, choices to choose from. Um, but right now, Ryan, 20% off using yeah. the coupon code Labor Day. Um, so 20% off your order Only nineteen nine originally for shirts But now Only like ten ninety nine. You can't beat that Ryan 16 ducats Ducats so 16 Labor bucks, Day guys, Again Labor Day is the promo code All you Chicago Midwest fans Get the cool Midway shirt Or get the classic black on red on white Or of course the the, the awesome WrestleCast OG logo uh, with the microphone there and uh, make show or purple and gold. I, I don't know. Get the Midway shirt. It's the best. I just ordered two. Oh, you did? Let's go. I'm excited. So, guys, with Alex's two, we only need five shirts and we get to unveil three new designs. Oh, my. Three oh. new designs. Also, the get to download on blogtalkradio.com forward slash strong style media. Of course, subscribe on that site as well as wherever you get your podcasts, your Stitchers, your Apples, your Spotify, your TuneIn's, 
all that fun <laughs> stuff here. Just search for WrestleCast Radio and or Strong Style Media. And thank you. I did not intend for this to go three hours, but <laughs> you know, it's been we a knew while. this was gonna happen. Let's be honest. It's gonna be a <laughs> fun day for us. <laughs> Retail. Hit us up, guys. Like like you said, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast. Alex Cop 2 today. We need five more. We get three new designs. We're working on them, and they're going to be fantastic. I'm thoroughly excited for it. Um, for those of you with the Strong Style Media Network, YouTube page is supposedly going up any day here from Elijah. Uh, we will be at the Armory tomorrow for Standing A Count, uh, covering the boxing for a good six hours tomorrow. Last time we got to sit ringside inside of the guardrail, we walked the ramp back with one of the Olympic fighters um, as part of his entourage. I don't know how I, I managed to stumble back there, and it, it worked. So we're going to get some content for you guys on that, but keep up with it, man. I'm excited. Alex, the the GCW stuff, one of the, the new face of, of wrestling or the new face of war show was on that website that I sent you. I'm not going to lie. I bootlegged it. Uh, I apologize. Uh, Worst behavior. I did pay for that one's on fight TV. So if you get a chance, check those two out. We're going to talk game changer within the next week or so here. Yeah. We're going to get you caught up on the stardom G five, a five star, their grand prix, their G one. We're going to (laughs) talk the Nomura Okabayashi match. We got three shows to review from tomorrow, so we got a bunch down the pipeline. We're going to try to keep up and get a better schedule going. Like Alex said, it's retail. Our lives suck at the moment. Uh-oh. And I just realized retail. I have a, uh, a uh, credit app, uh, credential application from the U.S. soccer women's team that it looks like I'm going to be going to cover a U.S. women's soccer game on Friday. So who knows what's going to happen to me with Masashi Takeda now. We'll keep you posted. (laughs) Alex, I'm glad we did this show. We knew it was going to last long, but it is what it is. Thanks, man. Everybody else, have a good evening. We will catch you next week. Have a good one.